Is there any risk of brain damage? Well, uh, technically speaking, the procedure is brain damage, but it sits on a par with a night of heavy drinking. Nothing you'll miss. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Fascinated with Films. What up? What's going on? Yep. Hopefully everyone enjoyed the character actor pod. Hopefully everyone enjoyed the Oscars. You guys watch it at all? I did not. I, I did not. Even. How happy One, were I can't you get that it, you went and saw think. that uh, Parasite, that Parasite yeah, in the theater, man? Absolutely. Uh, because literally, they the, it's the like house. it's like fifteen percent of the country have seen it, and they they brought it back to the theater and iTunes, and it went up in popularity by like four hundred percent. I wonder if it'll win like a week in the box office coming up. It might. That'd be it could, but it's on iTunes now, so everyone That's and they true. dropped the price on iTunes too People to rent are, it, so you can rent it for like three ninety nine. We're so lazy, they'd rather stay at home. And then somebody's cheaper. Celebrities have been going crazy. Like, uh, Ryan Reynolds tweeted, uh, man, uh, Parasite's awesome. I'm, gonna sorry, watch I'm sorry I'm late for the game yeah. <laughs> type yeah. of thing. So he got jet that much. Marie and I are going to watch it tonight. Yeah, I let Dave borrow it. And I watched it with my girl, like, the day before the Oscars on Saturday, mm. and she loved it. I saw uh, a clip um, of a bunch of the Oscar nominees, and mm. they were basically asked, like, other than what you are personally nominated yeah. for, like, what do you think should win all these yeah. categories? All of them were like, oh, Parasite, Parasite, yep. Parasite. Yep. Like, I mean, I'm... And all the ones I predicted came true. Hilder, uh, uh, Gudadotter won for the score. Joaquin won for uh, for Best Actor. Really? What's-his-name won? Uh, Is there one that you... Roger Dietrich could, that won. surprised you? Well, the obviously the the big one would be Parasite winning Best Picture. Yeah, but we even talked about that possibility. Well, yeah, it's a possibility, but it had never been done in 92 years. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. I think they needed a way out of... There wasn't very much women representation, so they're like, at least let's get the a foreign, foreign minority. Film, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, I mean, but it was. Oh, it was. Yeah, it was awesome. Gonna, I, I yeah. really think you're going to like yeah, it. It's one like, of the best foreign films around. It's the, obviously. I don't know why more foreign films it's, don't win Best Picture because they, they, they. We. America has a formula for our films that the world likes, yeah. but French knows drama more yeah. than anybody. Yeah, and, and I mean, I thought if Germans I had to, the same way, man. it was probably more of a guess that 1917 was going to win. Uh, luckily, they won for cinematography, which is the big one they should win for. I watched uh, yesterday, no, two days ago. I watched Ford versus Ferrari. Oh and, yeah, uh, phenomenal, really, absolutely phenomenal. It won best sound mixing and best uh, sound editing, and it completely deserved it. Huh. Uh, I obviously I wish I had seen it in the theater because it's so grand grandiose. But man, it was two and a half hours long. It's so much more enjoyable on your couch. Yeah. to watch that type of thing. So I was super excited to it watch it. It seems like the two and a half hour mark was really popular this yeah. year. Like yeah. uh, Joker was two and a half hours. Yeah. That was two and a half hours. Endgame was two and a half hours. I don't know um, what uncut gems were. See, that's the that's the bullshit part of the Oscars that I don't get. The idea that and it won like it like ruled the Screen Actors Guild and the Independent like Spirit seventy nine awards the this year. Independent Spirit Awards to to not be. I could understand if they decided not to. Uh, to not to give the award to them, but not to give a nomination to them is a huge slap in the face. Yeah. And you'll see it when you eventually watch it that this movie is fucking phenomenal, and there's no reason Adam Sandler shouldn't have been nominated. That those brothers just for the recognition. Uh, did you see their uh, exception speech at the Independent Spear Awards? Because you know people's argument was that the, the whole movie was stressful and people were talking over each mm-hmm. other. So when the two brothers went up there, they talked they over both, each other. <laughs> they both gave their speech at the exact same time, and everyone just laughed their ass off. And I should send you Adam Sandler's speech. I read about. Did you Adam see it? Sandler. He says, 
you guys lost to Adam fucking Sam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he went in with his dude. voice. He was doing oh, like yeah. he did Billy that live voice. Oh, and Waterboy. It, now see that was really I funny. I would have you, loved to have seen that yeah. at the Oscars. Oh. I would have loved to have heard him yeah. say that. It was really <laughs> funny. And You uh, guys lost to Adam fucking Sandler. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You'll always be known as the guys who lost to Adam Sandler. Uh, so they won Best Screenplay. They won Best Director. They won Best Actor. I was like, how is it even possible that you could win that many awards for an award show and not be nominated for an Oscar? Yeah. And then they fucked Luke Perry and Sid Hay on the memoriam. They did not mention their names Are you at serious? All. I was like, how, Wait, I can how hard is that? I can understand. There's a there's a D I D M D B list. I thought that Luke Perry died in 2018. No, though. he died uh, 2019. Really? Yep, last year. And everyone started. You literally could go on Twitter and... freaking out about it because he was in one of the nominated movies. Oh, I mean, wow. he's in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, How the true. fuck did he well, not get? Uh... He did appear in it though, didn't? He? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he was right. in it. Yeah. Uh, and so him and I can understand Sid Haig. Sid Haig's something that it, it yeah. makes sense that he's they a would forget him. Esque type uh, guy. Yeah, but he's still been in like 200 fucking movies, and they should have put him on every dead actor. You just looks have your assistant type. Yeah, what actors died yeah. in 2019? Have someone and look then at put the a list. picture. Yeah, <laughs> it takes ten minutes. Yeah. I'll do it right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous because if you saw some of the people I did put on there, people are like, I don't know who the fuck that guy is. And they're yeah. like, there was probably twenty guys. And they don't go into a deep was. explanation about them, right? No, they just no. Show no. Their they just flash their picture. Yeah, they flash their music. picture and they said, and yeah. Billie Eilish did the like song during it and everything. Uh, it was funny how they cut Sid Haig and Luke Perry to fit the song in. Right now, I get it. And I love how they didn't have a host, but you had Steve Martin and Chris rock come out and start the show and basically they were like the host and we're the super secret host yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it, awesome it though. was funny it was still funny as hell and everything but uh yeah it was interesting to see who got uh snubbed and uh obviously joaquin went up there and uh, uh said his his shit and he what deserved was, what it. was his speech his speech was mostly about uh we need to be better people and he also mentioned uh uh vegan, veganism veganism and stuff yeah 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 uh type stuff which makes complete sense and he quoted a great line from river phoenix and everything so he, he mm. was it was really good i wa- i did watch that he um uh, maria showed it to me yeah mm. yeah he was it was good uh I haven't seen other than that. Yeah, I saw the Ford versus Ferrari. You know what I've heard a lot of great stuff about that we initially thought was supposed to be uh, crap? Terminator. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, that Birds of Prey is par- apparently really fucking good. I, I've and heard that as well. Do you know who did the action for it? No. The John Wick guys. Really? They did all the action for it, and people were like, the action is insane. Yeah. They're changing the name uh, of it. They changed the name already. Yeah. yeah. And they're they're looking back at that's what they did for Edge of Tomorrow. With the emancipation uh, of one Harley Quinn. Yeah, now they're calling it Harley Quinn colon... Birds of Prey. And they were like, this isn't the first time people did it because that's what happened with the uh, Edge of Tomorrow. It was was Live, Die, Repeat and then they changed it to Edge of Tomorrow and then they put them both on the poster and people are like, what the fuck is going on here? I don't know which movie. Uh, I don't know which movie. But I know I wanted to see one of them. Yeah, and they've done that several (laughs) times so apparently that's what they're doing uh, which they should have done in the first place. Put Harley Quinn because that's what people are saying about the movie. They said this they're saying it's, it's unbelievable amount of. Uh, <laughs> they said it's an unbelievable amount of fun, and the action is insane. And every scene she's in, they just. I saw. I'll I still probably. I saw wait. someone talking about the movie. They obviously didn't like it, and was like, oh, "I guess she's just going to be pigeonholed as the hottest blonde ever." to live on the planet. I was like, if you had to be pigeonholed at something. Yeah, right. she, got, she got nominated for two Academy Awards. Of course yeah. she did. <laughs> this year. So, I mean, you can't really say that about her there. Uh, I'll tell you, I saw a preview um, for Fantasy Island. Have you seen that Yeah, yet? yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's genius turning it into a horror movie. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I think it's going to be good. Yeah. Michael Pena's in it. Yep. 
Right. Yeah, he's the he's the Ricardo Montalban yeah. of the whole thing. So yeah, yeah, that's very interesting because I would have I would have pigeonholed him as tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> he's a little man. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, uh, it, it was good. You know, a lot of people give the Oscar shit, and they deserve a lot of the shit. You know, because I mean, you're basically you you're there waxing do intellectual. Do some diversity. Involved. You choose the number of films that are in yeah. each category. It's not like you go. Oh, I had to choose six. Did you hear about the Oscar bag? Oh, I, I read about that every year. The the twenty four karat oh. gold vape pen. Yeah. Oh, that's that, ridiculous that, that they included a vape pen. In they're it. doing it in honor of Leonardo DiCaprio because he liked to vape oh, so much. God. Yeah. Well, like, Brad Pitt. We saw him. We call it the douche flute. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, we saw him on the red carpet in the background hitting his douche flute. Yeah. Uh, and rightfully so, Brad Pitt won Best Actor too, and that's the first acting Oscar he's ever won. Best Supporting, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, Best Supporting, okay, yeah. because he's only won, he's won one Oscar before, but that was for producing that 12 Years a Slave. Other than that, he right. hasn't won shit. Yeah. So it's about time that he won for that, and I said right after we watched it, that was the best thing I ever saw Brad Pitt do, He made so. that movie. Yeah, he really made that movie. I mean, and Leonardo DiCaprio... I mean, they both the, were fantastic in it, but I came out saying, I didn't come out saying that's the best movie I've seen Leo in, I did come out saying that's the best movie Brad Pitt was in. I felt similar to uh, Ford versus Ferrari. Those guys were both great, uh, Christian Bale and Matt Damon, but I thought Matt Damon ruled that fucking movie. Really? Matt Damon was awesome in that movie. He's he a played great actor, he man. played Carol Shelby and uh, you had two Shelby uh, turbos which were Dodge Shelby, uh, turbos. Dodge Shelby turbos which were designed by him and uh, it, it was it was an amazing amazing movie. Uh, a lot of stuff cars. that I didn't yeah. know about. Cars. It wasn't you're th- you're probably thinking of a muscle car. This was like a this was like a little Japanese car yeah. that Shelby came in and designed an airflow mm. system for it. Really? And the thing was fast. Yeah. Really? I mean, my first girlfriend wrapped it around a tree at 70 miles oh, yeah. an hour. Yep. Jesus. <laughs> your second one, she got in an accident with me in the passenger well, that, seat, too. Here's, <laughs> here's the funny thing about that. I flew to Florida to buy a used car based on the money I got from the insurance settlement on the first Dodge Shelby yep. Turbo. And the first car I saw... Dodge Shelby turn. Which is weird because you don't see yeah. many don't of those see around. Any of them anywhere. Yeah. So yeah. I bought the first car I looked at. Huh. Well, this That's car awesome. from uh, that Ford vs. Ferrari, that GT40, man. Oh, yeah. Ooh, it's so amazing, and too. And just them going through it. Tracy Letts was awesome in it. He's a character actor that a lot of people don't talk about. He was the guy who played the senator in Homeland. Yeah. Uh, he's the one you saw the commercial with Matt Damon's going really fast, and he's he's like, I was born. Yeah. And, and then he starts crying. crying his yeah. eyes out. <laughs> uh, he was so good in that movie, too. And uh, what's his John? Bernthal as uh, Lee Iacocca, smaller role than I thought he was going to be in. It's crazy. They were just spending millions of uh, dollars to win this prize that was nothing. Because it it started out with like Ford trying to take over with from uh, or trying to merge with Ferrari. Yeah, and then. Right when uh, Lee Iacocca showed up, there's people taking pictures of him and everything. And he's like, no, no press and everything. He says, no, these this guy's with us. We just want to document history and everything. And right, and this is the beginning of the movie, so I'm not spoiling anything. So right when he takes a picture, that guy develops it and brings it to Fiat and says, Lee Iacocca, they're using it as like a like him as a pawn wow. to get Fiat to, to buy it. And that's what he did. He got on the phone and said, Fiat will buy it. And then uh, Ferrari got off and said, go home and tell your boss that he's Henry Ford II, not Henry the uh, Ford the first, and he's a fat pig, and he makes ugly ass cars, and he's Damn. he's gonna be bullshit. He did make ugly ass cars and, until this race car came along, and that's when yeah. John Bernthal comes back and tells Tracy Letts, and Tracy Letts says, "We're going to war, man." Yeah. But they says, had to go get, out and find that yeah. team, like they had to go get uh, that yeah. team to make that car. Oh, right? and they were they were all against uh, 
having Ken Miles drive the car too. That was like a big element in the movie that Josh Lucas, I haven't seen Josh Lucas in fucking forever. And it's weird. I haven't seen him since one of the movies I have on the, uh, on my list here. And I was like, whatever happened to Josh Lucas? And then the very next day I watched him in Ford versus Ferrari and he plays the asshole who's, who's tr- saying we're putting our own driver in there. And Matt Damon's constantly like, this is the driver, man. He says, you let us make this car. You need to let us make this drive, uh, put the right driver in there. The cool thing is, is if you don't know Le Mans, yeah. Um, they do it in four car teams. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's yeah. not 24 just hours. 24 hours. On the even ground. I mean, just uh, horrible conditions for yeah. brakes and tires, and most cars blew up. Yeah. The brake system was a big element in this movie. It was just, it was a shitload of fun. And it just came out Tuesday on Redbox. And I was so, I didn't want to leave the house. And I was like, I'll spend the extra $3 and order it on uh uh, Apple. See, he's the guy. <laughs> I'll order on Apple TV, so I have it on. I had it on Apple TV for four bucks, but I'll totally buy it when it becomes available uh, to own because it was it was really phenomenal. But this time, this week, this it, week this, is phenomenal, and it's a really great. Yes, it's a very special <laughs> pod this week. Uh, <laughs> so there's a lot of Oscar winners on my list. I don't know about you guys, but I have. Uh, I think. All but maybe one of mine has one uh, uh, were either up for Oscars or one Oscar. So it's a very Oscar heavy. Usually dramas Four are mine are Oscar heavy. Yeah. One is. I think I've got three. That's one a is definite. That's a definite. That's a definite. Yeah. So you one is kind of a silly one, but I liked it. Yeah. I mean, these are really fantastic flicks here. So what we're doing this week is we're doing 2000s horror. Uh, horror. horror. 2000s drama. Whoa, I'm My in big trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so 2000s drama. This is like 2000 um, through Give me just a minute here. <laughs> this is not all the 2000s. So just 2000 to 2009, which was a really great year. Uh, I was telling my girl, uh, I was like, 2019 was such a fabulous year from, it really for movies. Was. It really, really was. So I'm hoping 2020 will be just know as the good. Formula. They're spending a lot of time on the formula. Yeah, the and right a movie. good example of that is uh, one of the funniest moments in the Oscars is where James Corden and Rebel Wilson came out in their cats' outfits oh, God. and everything, and then you just stand there for a while, and then they start swatting at the microphone, and they do it for like a minute longer than you even expected them to do it, which made it so much funny that they were just batting at the yeah. microphone for a good minute and a half. And the the special effects team behind it came out saying we feel really uh, pissed off about what happens and everything, and everyone's saying you know you could have the best special effects in the world, but if your story sucks, your story sucks. Pretty much, and that's what people are realizing. You need really good stories, so hire me. I will write you something. Uh, Hire us. Shameless plug. (laughs) Were you right? Yeah. All right. So yeah, we're gonna do some two thousands dramas here, man. They got some really great flicks on uh, on all of our lists here. So I say we start right off. Hell yeah. Um, What do you got? Like you said, I mean, three of these are like Oscar heavy and like. And the other two could well. This one, (laughs) this one could have easily that one was an interesting one. Yeah, that was talking about good screenplays. That was a uh, this one was just fun. Yeah, I mean. Um, I'm going to start off with Road to Perdition. Nice. I freaking love this movie, man. Um, Road to Perdition is a great movie. I did, too. I like the tone of it. Yep. This yeah, was, absolutely. I, I think that has a lot to do with these movies, all of these movies, the tone yeah. of, yeah. The, of a good dra- well, drama. Well, and, and like, I think this is Sam Mendes, maybe? Let me look up while you talk that, about the it here. Director? The director. Yeah, it is. Um, Who was just nominated for uh, 1917. Okay, he was the nice. 1917 director. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, yeah, so Tom Hanks, Paul Newman, um, Jude Law, Daniel Craig. Um, Daniel uh, Craig, man, he was great. Uh, uh, Tucci, Stanley Tucci was Stanley great in this Tucci, movie. I like. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the kid, I don't know what that kid ever went I, on to do, but he was a phenomenal. What's his name? In this movie. I think. Uh, I could tell you. Right Liam now. Aiken. No. 
Um, yeah, that's got to be No, him. it's Tyler uh, Hochelin. Hochelin? Mm. Yeah, man, he's fucking old now. You could tell that it's him. I'll pull up his picture for you. Go ahead. Huh. Um, so, I mean, Tom Cruise. Uh, Tom Cruise. <laughs> We're all no. just fucked up today. How old he is now. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Uh, Tom Hanks is basically like, so this is back during Prohibition, and he's, you know, he's a gangster. and uh, But he's like a family man. You know, he's a nice guy, everything like that. I mean, he's not like your friendly, you know, best friend neighbor, but like he's a good person. He's got a good heart. Um, sort of. Sort of. <laughs> um, and it won best cinematography posthumously for the guy. It won best cinema, oh, cinematography. He died yeah. before it his came son, out. His son went, got up, and uh, uh, got his award. Okay. Um, and he works for Paul Newman. And uh, let's see, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was Daniel Craig who he's the scumbag son. Yeah, yeah. he he ends up killing somebody, mm-hmm. and Tom Hanks's son sees it happen, yeah. and like they find out about it, and. You know, Paul Newman straight up tells Tom Hanks, like, don't worry about it. I'm not going to do anything. It's fine. I trust you. I just want to come talk to the kid. And he does. He comes and talks to him and everything like that. And, like, then he leaves. And then Tom Hanks is somewhere. And the kid went on a bike ride. Mm -hmm. And, like, while he's on the bike ride, Paul Newman sends people just to come kill his entire fucking family. Big mistake. Um, Big mistake. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Which, yeah. I mean, what do you expect is going to happen, you know? You got to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you got to kill everybody, or it's it's like leaving the Colleone to grow up. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to come back. Yeah, you get you. on the plane to Italy and you find yeah. his ass. Yeah. <laughs> get out there and you find that fucking dog. <laughs> um, you know, and so. And Tom Hanks was smart about it. You know, he says, I could go there and just slaughter him, but you know, it would hurt them more. I'm yeah. just going to take their fucking money. Yeah. You know, and it was brilliant. So him and his son go on the run and start robbing banks and, mm-hmm. you know. And, but not just banks, right? Yeah. Well, they like, belong to the Paul Newman. Yeah, like, Paul Newman. Paul they were the mob banks. Yeah. Yeah. And um, also, like, they're tied to the bank. In, or the mobs in Chicago yep, too, because yep. that's what he's trying to kind of get to. Because he knows if he goes, if he can make it there, yeah. he can talk to one of the bosses and square this whole thing. Um, and they had a couple of those scenes where they were like, "You know who you're taking from?" He says, "Yep, I do it yeah. exactly. Know who I'm taking from." Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll tell you though, and so and also then they uh, they hire Jude Law, uh, who's like creepy ass character he, for him. Yeah, Probably one of the most describe his character because he so was super creepy. They start off with him as a photographer and. He's taking pictures of dead bodies for like the newspaper or the crime scene, mm-hmm. crime scene like photography. Yeah, crime yeah. scene photographer. Oh, okay. Um, and like he is so like into his work. Yeah, you yeah. know, he helps finish sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that was that, <laughs> that was, was a crazy, crazy scene. scene. Yeah, um, dude's like. Dude's got a knife in him, and he's he's dead. And then all of a sudden, he coughs a little bit right as he's about to snap the picture. And Jude Law just walks over and just looks at him like with this empty stare, and then just pushes the knife back down into his chest. You're fucking up my phone. Yeah, and then yeah. goes back <laughs> yeah. and like takes the fucking picture. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. But I'll tell you, I love the scene where Tom Hanks and Jude Law are in the restaurant yeah, together. Yeah, the diner, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, he starts sweating and, like, oh, it's such an intense mm-hmm. scene. Because um, I don't think at that point, I don't think he knew that Tom Hanks was who he was. Yeah. Um, I think they were both just kind of reading each other and they were both drinking a little bit. Mm-hmm. And back during Prohibition, you weren't supposed to be able to do that. Um, but Everybody yeah. did it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Everybody still does. <laughs> but like you said, there, there was a tonal thing going on because it was a period piece. I mean, mm-hmm. this was like the 20s, 20s yeah. I would guess, around there. So, I mean, it's a difficult movie to do anyways. You've got to bring all those cars in. you got to bring the wardrobe in. Uh, and It's got to be a production designer's dream, but a producer's nightmare. Oh, I bet. It's yeah. like... Yeah, Sam Mendes. Don't you dare say period piece. Don't (laughs) don't you dare. Well, Sam Mendes is perfect for that. I mean, you see what he did with 1917 and all his other flicks. I think that's the American Beauty guy too. I think that's who that was. Uh, So he he has been around in almost all his movies. I constantly get him mixed up with the Ford versus Ferrari guy, who is the same guy that did uh, Walk the Line and um, what's the other one? Copland. Uh, He's Another director, <laughs> but he's yeah. not Sam Mendes. Sam Mendes also has done the Bond movies. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure who did this one that's about to come out. You said he did Spider-Man. Uh, no Time to Die. Right? Is he the one that does No Time to Die? I'm not mm, sure if he's the one who's done it. It's not listed there. Yeah. Uh, what else? Jarhead. You got on there? Jarhead. Uh, he did Spider-Man's? Uh, no, that's Raimi. That's okay, Sam Raimi, yep. Uh, what are the other ones at Jarhead the top? Jarhead I liked. King Lear. Uh, closer to the top. <laughs> Is there adaptation? Was that one him? Round. No, uh, uh, oh, Redemption Road. I did like. Re- I really enjoyed Redemption Road too with uh, Leo DiCaprio. Oh, Revolutionary. Revolutionary Road. Road yeah, sorry, okay. Redemption Road. That's something. Else. Road to Perdition. <laughs> Road. Movie, I know. I mean, I'd watch that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This was phenomenal, and it was a kind of a uh, a different take for Tom Hanks for sure. You know, you don't get yeah. to see him play. I mean, because there's no way around it. He's a killer. Yeah. You know, and, and that was like a big element to it, like that conversation where he's having where his dad, but he said, would you ever kill me or yeah. something like that? It's like, man, this is kind of a difficult discussion to have to have with your son and everything because your son knows you're a killer now. You yeah. know, I mean, there's no getting around that. Yeah. So it was good, man. I really enjoyed it. And Daniel Craig to be able to come in and do, because he had, I think he had already been Bond. I think he has. Uh, I don't think he was Bond when he did Munich. When Munich no, came he out, wasn't. he hadn't done it, but that was later yeah. that year, I think, is when he became Bond, and he just became a whole different kind of element in, him, in his own right. So, uh, him to be, that scene where he's in the tub and everything, man, it's really good. Yeah, yeah, it's a great flick. All right, Dave, what you got? Uh, this one had a lot of heavyweights in it too. Mystic River. Oh, very Sean big Penn, this is Kevin Bacon, Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. You know, you never saw Mystic River. Yeah, you definitely. I've heard of it. I know for sure. I've heard really of it. good. Like Dave says, there's a whole bunch of big stars in this movie. But tell us the story from like when they were kids. What happened here? So basically. It, it reminded me, I think it was New York. No, it was Boston. Yeah, I, it reminded me of Boston. I think it was Boston. It was Boston. It was, it was Boston. Yeah. And I also reminded me of something that I could see happening as a little kids, which yeah. scared me Some even of those, more. Well, they used to say someone with a van is going to come by or yeah. somebody's going to come you know? and snatch you. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> the movie opens, the kids are playing hockey in the street, yep. which we've done a million times. You know, mm-hmm. game on, game yep. on. <laughs> I don't get and uh, <laughs> that one actor that we like, I can't. With the, his hair is all crazy. He oh, the guy in, from uh, the wire. From wire. Yep, he's the asshole boss. He, he plays a. In this, you think he's a cop. He's got a badge and he's yeah. got a gun on his side, and he starts yelling at the kids like, "What are you doing?" Mm-hmm. He's like, "Well," he's like, "Get in my car." So they get one of the kids in the car. Uh oh. And, and the then, other two are like, "I just live right there. Yeah, we're going home." And. uh like the car slowly drives away, and you see uh, the kid in the looking out the back window, oh, and no. yeah, he's That's going. The last time he you gets see the molested. No, he, no, no, he lives. Uh, no, he, but he just lives as a fucked up he's human a being. Fucked up person. That. He, that he grows up to be uh, Tim Robbins. Yeah. So <laughs> poor guy. Uh, so the, everybody <laughs> sort of knows this. You and know. his other friends that don't get in the car are Sean Penn and, and, uh, and Kevin Bacon and Kevin Bacon, and Kevin Bacon becomes a cop. 
Sean Penn is like low-level mafia dude. Yeah. He owns a bodega. Mm. He has a couple of Irish hooligans. Yep. The something brothers that played great. I can't remember yeah. who the two dudes were, but they were phenomenal. They were really good. Oh, I knew I knew those types of people <laughs> yeah, growing yeah, up yeah. in Boston. It was always like yeah. like the Mahoney's. You wouldn't want to mess with and them. Or like Tim Robbins marries uh, what's her name from the Mist. You know the crazy yep. Bible mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thumper. Uh, uh, damn, I can't remember her name. I I think she won the Academy Award for this. I'll look up the awards. That would be for a shame. Mystic. I'll look up awards for Mystic River. Uh, but yeah, so he just has a fucked up life, and he he's got that kind of stigma with him that everyone knows why he's fucked up yeah you know and he's not talking about it but everyone knows right. something so happened. so what kicks the movie off is he comes home covered in blood oh shit and he tells his wife he saw a pedophile like messing with a kid or something and he beat the guy and he's like i might have killed him and so she's in the bath like washing him at the same time you find out they discover Sean Penn's daughter, teenage daughter, mm-hmm. was killed. Oh. Someone grabbed her out of her car. Remember, brought her down to yep. like any. Did not make Boston look good. No. <laughs> this movie. <laughs> it won two Academy Awards for leading role for Sean Penn and for best supporting actor for Tim Robbins. Mm, nice. Yeah. But it was nominated for a whole shitload more. Marsha Gay Harden is the, the yeah, yeah, actress's name. Um, so. The audience, along with everybody else, sort of thinks, what's his name did it? Tim Robbins did it. Mm Because he had a cut on his hand. She saw him come home with blood on him. That was Emily, uh, Emmy Rosam from, uh, what's that show with uh, that, uh, Shameless. Shameless. Yeah, she's really good on there. Um, You find out that he was one of the last people to see her at the bar the night before. Mm Mm-hmm. All, it all like, points to Tim It Robbins. all points to Tim Robbins. And Tim Robbins wasn't doing himself any favors either. He was acting really weird mm-hmm, about it. Mm-hmm. He was like, in Sean Penn. So Kevin Bacon is assigned as the detective to try to to try to try solve it. They, him and, is it Lawrence Fishburne? Oh, that's a good question. Let me look. I, I got it pulled up here. Uh, I want to say it is. Yeah, it is Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. Laura Linney's in this. Yeah, this, Laura Linney's Sean Penn. Kevin Penny's Chapman, one. that's one of the uh, the Boston thugs that are uh, with yeah. Sean Penn. He's yeah. really good. He reminds mm-hmm. me of that uh, that stand-up comedian. What's his name with the uh, with the orange hair? That's I think he's also from Boston. Donald Trump? Damn, no. He's kind of a com- <laughs> stand-up comedian. Is he funny? He's like an ironic kind of funny. Like, I'm going to blow up the earth. What the hell was her, his name? I know uh, Bill Bill Burr. Bill, Bill Burr. Burr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He reminds okay. me. Of, he grew up in Boston. He, he talks about Boston, and he's in a you, lot of drama movies. Well, you don't realize there's there. so many comics from Boston. Yeah, there really is. is. <laughs> you, if you could make funny out of Boston, yeah. you're because we had a pretty cushy <laughs> life, mm-hmm. but it was hard living up there. Yeah, mm-hmm. if it, if you weren't on the other side of it, mm-hmm. yeah, and if you weren't middle class or you, above, you weren't having people weren't patting you on the back and giving you trophies for showing up yeah. back then. Yeah. yeah. People made fun of you out of the gate. Yeah, yeah. no shit. <laughs> just to test you, just yeah. to see. Yeah. It's true, but it's also Jason pla- Tyler's a great example. It's also a place that if you get like uh, if you score one high school touchdown, oh, you might not have to ever pay for a drink in that town not. again. I know, right? <laughs> type of thing. So what happens in this movie is Sean Penn wants revenge for his daughter's yeah. death. He he doesn't want so much to see the understandably so go to jail right. as much as he wants to kill him. Right. So, but those arrows are pointing to Tim Robbins, yeah. even though we we as a viewer were pretty sure Tim Robbins didn't do it, or or was it kind a of lot left of things, in the open? No, they we did for a while, yeah. and then 
Remember the the uh, I think he kind of wanted remember the, the death he kid? wanted to die at maybe some the, point because the, he had the boyfriend a, of the the girl right. killed her brother that was the deaf kid yeah and I won't ruin the ending but he knew they knew about the murder and yeah. so you sort of started to see oh yeah. shit he didn't do it why he needs to act more like he didn't do it because John Penn's about to but you got whack the impression him. that he he's almost willing to accept yeah. the yeah. fate of yeah. something he didn't do because yeah. his Just, life is so horrible and yeah. he's been living with being molested his entire life that opening scene with the guy from the wire really was difficult because it it really makes you not want to have there's your a lot kids of people that outside. got molested in Boston too. yeah I, I get that. The there were several times where people tried to pull in front of our house and tried to get us to come up to their car. Mom, I can remember two different occasions yeah, when people. Mom tried to told do me it. a story growing up that she was driving, riding her bike back by the Mansfield Airport, yeah. and some dude jumped out of the bushes and grabbed her shirt. And she and, got away. Yeah. And she just got away. I told you him. about that time, and uh, you were probably there, too, with the two Girl Scouts. Oh, there was that time up. I got molested. Oh, yeah, there was that. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up. you did, we can talk <laughs> about it. But, uh, no, I was I was playing, like, uh, Molestation I was playing with, like, a basketball or something in the driveway, and two of mom's Girl Scouts came oh, running yeah, yeah, into yeah, the yeah, driveway yeah. and said, is your mom home? we got to stay here. Someone's following us. And I, I, I ran with them into the house, and they Ooh. stayed there until their parents came and picked them up. And we're like looking out the window and everything but someone had been following them and they just they knew my their den mother lived right around the corner they just ran to the house i can tell this story now it's been enough time oh crap (laughs) and it's kind of sort of in the same realm but it's a it's funny so (laughs) sherry was our babysitter right yeah and uh she was the neighborhood girl i found out she's only like four years older than us but she was to me she was like a goddess yeah i was like 11 or 12 and she was 16 and she was super cute yeah Yeah, she was super cute and she would come over the house and she would babysit us but she also hated horror movies and hated scary stuff and we would torture her incessantly (laughs) one day we took it too far i don't know if you remember that day Mm -hmm. we propped the ladder against (laughs) yeah i I didn't find out until 20 years later that that you were a part of i made it up (laughs) yeah yeah i said there's someone in the window and she's like oh shut up there's not and i played it pretty hard yeah i had already set the ladder up against the house in the back and she went and she flipped the fuck out and called the police. Yep. Oh, fuck. And, so, and he had gone too far. To, to I had it. gone too far. I'm like, I think I can ride this out. Like, <laughs> I was like, what are they going to... It's my word against their word. Yeah, Why would I lie? There's a her lot of laying against the house. Her parents showed up and sat with oh, us yeah, until yeah, our yeah. parents came home. And I was... Yeah. Me and Matt were scared because we yeah, didn't know it. I, yeah. I, I at least wish you <laughs> had taken me aside. Was scared too. I don't think I was, to be honest <laughs> he with you. That's why sometimes I'm like, am a psychopath? Because he was that committed that he didn't even pull me and Matt to the side to be like, I I think Relax. I let that slide like you knew about it like like four years ago. I think I said, "Remember that time yeah, we yeah. pulled that?" But you're like, "Wait, you made that up?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, "Oh shit, yeah, I totally yeah. made I that." I can up. sleep now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been dreaming about goblins for the past fourteen. You motherfucker. So Mystic River. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it, it was a good. Movie. I won't ruin it. So if you have a chance to watch a movie, I couldn't recommend that more. Have you guys seen this new show, The Outsider? Yeah, I've only watched the first three episodes. I was going to say, I've seen uh, like two and a half. Yeah, and it's really, really good. I Dude. didn't expect that thing that yeah, happens uh, yeah, early into yeah, it. We won't uh, mention uh, yeah. it. Yeah, oh my but, gosh. Uh, it's on Netflix? It's on HBO. HBO. And yeah. uh, I've, I'm have i enjoying it so much that I decided to just wait until it all comes out 
and, 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 watch, and it watch it all at once. How many episodes are there going to be? I think it's eight, uh-huh. something like that. Uh, that girl that just, uh, the episode I watched, that girl from Harriet that was just nominated uh, has has come in. Sweet, uh, sweet Harriet. Harriet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Josie and those pussy. That's a uh, Stephen King book, though. I know, yeah, 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 yeah. And I, uh, I, it's really phenomenal. It's got that really great guy who played the junkie in Killing Them Softly, who's also oh, the bad, yeah, the, uh, the he's bad in Star guy Wars. in uh, Rogue One. He's that, uh, that really horrible guy in Rogue One. He plays a villain in like everything he's so good he's really really good so i'm glad he's the one who plays the main detective mm-hmm. uh that's yeah and it so yeah i've been wait i've been wanting to let it kind of rack up so i can just watch it because week to week i have to explain to my girl what's going on I, well and that's kind of that's kind of like, <laughs> She's like, like what happened last week yeah i watched like two and a half episodes of it and that's when i was just like damn i i, I want to watch this whole yeah, thing yeah like, yeah because like I can't, can you? Well, you can if you wait, and it's not the type of you show that people wait. are gonna. That's not. That's not being. Not that's not can. Yeah, beat <laughs> someday. Yeah. Well, it's uh, it, it's different. The only shows that I will watch week for week are shows that'll possibly get ruined for me. And and The Outsider is such a low level show that it yeah. will be. It's not like yeah. Game of Thrones that if you don't watch right. that final episode, yeah. it'll be ruined for you getting on Facebook. So. Right. Yeah, I'm glad you're watching it. I, I still I, haven't. Seen I thought I was the only one watching of, it. Have awesome. you watched? Uh, you got HBO now. Uh, no, I was at somebody's house. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, because I was going to say Chernobyl, man. Whew, oh, really? You got to watch that. It's only Ep- three, three. three or four parts. Uh, it's a th- four-part series. I told you that Monopoly series is now starting. It's only two episodes in. The uh, the McDonald's Monopoly oh, yeah, scandal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like right, a six-part yeah, yeah. documentary. Yeah. I was like, how does it take six parts to get that story out? But it, apparently it's that huge. That um, documentary on, if you, now that we're throwing TV shows, on, <laughs> that documentary called The Pharmacist. I haven't heard of is that. on Netflix. It started out as a pharmacist kid, kid getting killed, and he like lo- he like left his job and found his son's killer in New Orleans. Oh wow! And you're like, oh, this is great, and it's over. No, there's five more episodes. Then he starts going after the pill mills in mm. New, in New Orleans. Oh, oh wow! And did like undercover surveillance and worked with the. It's fucking great. <sighs> wow! It's four or five episodes, or maybe four episodes, but. It turns into something different on episode two. It's, yeah, they're done with the whole entire first storyline. Wow. Well, I'm going to start with the. Uh, I'm going to start with my most depressing of the uh, features <laughs> on here, and I'm going to work my way up <coughs> since Dave brought Mystic River into the uh, into the mix here. And this is a movie that I was surprised Dave had I had seen because it was one of those indie movies that back in the day it came out and I had heard about it. And, and the the girl in it was nominated for an Oscar, and I don't think she has done much of anything after that other than these small little roles. Uh, and this is 2004's Maria Full of Grace. You might not even have heard this movie. I, I think it sounds foreign like I've heard film. it, but foreign like, language film. Uh, um, it's a uh, Colombian be, because it, they're dealing with Colombian. Uh, I, I might be thinking of Rochelle Rochelle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tora Tora. <laughs> well, Maria Full of Grace. To just put it mildly, it's about drug deals. Maria Full of Heroin. Yeah, Maria Full of Heroin. <laughs> okay, I remember and this. I she, haven't seen it, but I've, I, it's I, this saw, young yeah. girl in Colombia who has got it horrible like a lot of people do in Colombia. She's living in a house with She's like... She's pregnant too, right? Uh, she just got pregnant and uh, it turns out to be a good and a bad thing for her uh, because she doesn't want to live at home. She's got nothing good going on. She's doing these, uh, she's working for floral, like, uh, that processing of roses, you know, taking yeah. the thorns off and shit, destemming them, which we, I worked at the floral shop here and we did that ourselves. They came in and we used to have to run them through a machine on this one. They're doing it by hand and their fingers are all cut up and she wants to go to the bathroom and the boss says, I'm not paying you to go to the bathroom type of thing. And oh. Then she ends up getting fired. So she's got like nothing to do. And she meets this one guy and says, well, if you're looking for work, I got some guy to uh, do work for you. 
and and it's, <laughs> From a, back it's, it's, it's yeah. a drug mule and you get to see everything about it like he kind of connects her he, he's like he's asking do you have stomach issues do you get diarrhea and she's like no i'm fine and this and that and she's well i'm willing to pay you this amount of money it's this like is what you do you're gonna fly in there compared. you're gonna fly in there you're gonna stay a week and then you're gonna fly back and she's just like i'm gonna hook you up with this girl and she'll uh she'll help you out with it and there's a really kind of poignant scene where she's on the couch with a girl and she brings these this uh, kind of bowl with these really large grapes yeah. on her and she's like you need to swallow these whole he says you practice with these he says you know you open your throat you uh and you just kind of let it fall down and she can't do it she's choking on it and you see her several times trying to get it and she because they they show her these pills they're like that big around that mm-hmm. she has to uh thing and they were like you can't check them before you put them in you're dipping them in olive oil and everything make sure they're not open because if they're open you're fucked you're you know? yeah you're gonna die and uh what was it like heroin heroin, heroin. Yeah. so mm-hmm. they were I mean, he was could like have been cocaine, but he yeah. was like, "I'll give you a hundred dollars for each substance. one." And you're wondering when you're watching the movie, you're like, "All right, she's gonna swallow like six or something, 60, 60 of them. Oh she swallows, God. and yeah. she's got them in her stomach. And it's not just her on the airplane. You know, there's like there's four like other four, girls, right? and one of her girlfriends is on there, and she says, "Don't do this." She says, "No, I can do this." He says, "I can buy my parents a house if I do this one time." So I'm doing it. She says, "If you like it or not." So she's like, "All right," yeah. and she's. She's kind of connected with this one girl, and the one girl says she's done it two times, and they were like, how'd it go? And she's like, I'm still here yeah. and doing it again. So they get on the airplane, right? And uh, the one girl that's been kind of training her looks sick. Like, you could tell uh, something. One of, one of them must have ballooned, must have busted Oh, that sucks. And uh, right when uh, Maria gets there, she's getting her luggage in the, uh, uh, what is it, the... Uh, TSA. TSA, or what is it? The uh, Customs. Customs, there you go. Customs pulls her aside and everything, and they, they take her in a room, and they were like, this is what we think is going on. Uh, he says, we're going to x-ray your stomach. Oh, and, uh, fuck. And then they find out, and they have her piss on a thing, and he's like, do you know you're pregnant? And she's like, yeah, that's why I'm here. I'm going to go meet my uh, friend's uh, that my, dream's over. my sister or something. And I'm like, well, we can't x-ray you because you're pregnant, so we're just going to let you go. He says, if you need anything to tell us, you tell us now. And she's like, no, there's nothing. And so she literally gets outside the airport, and they snatch her and throw her in her van. And they were like, where's the other one? And the other one's like, she got caught because one of the other girls mm-hmm. did get caught. Yeah. Uh, uh, not the one that had it broken. She's in the band with her and everything. And she's sweating balls. And you never want they to don't, have a these job guys with don't... a title mule, when mule in yeah, the title. No. Yep. So they bring her to a hotel and they were like, um, they were like, you go into the tub and you shit these out. And once they're shitted out, you cover it with toothpaste because I don't want to be smelling your own shit yeah. and everything. And they're just putting them in the bags and everything. And one of them, uh, they wake up the next morning and they see them taking that one girl who had one broken out in her stomach out of the uh, out of the uh, hotel room and they go in the bathroom and it looks like it looks like uh, Silent Dove or uh, si- uh, Sweet Sorrow where it was mm-hmm. just blood everywhere all yeah. over the place and they were like we got to get out of here they so just they, cut it out of her. Uh, well, not at that point. At one point, they do. They find her in the alley, and they cut her head, cut her stomach out, and just Ugh, grabbed it all from her. Fuck. But before they did that, that girl had given her her sister's address because they needed an address for the TSA to say where they were going. So he she, uh, Maria grabs her friend and all of the heroin and oh, puts wow. it in their bag, and they take off down the street. And they show up at the sister's house, not telling her, hey, your sister's dead, or we think your sister's dead. They just yeah. say, hey, your sister gave us your name and that you might help us out. We don't know anyone here. And the sister is so sweet to her and says, yeah, you could stay here, and I'll take you to this guy named Don Fernando in the morning, and he'll get you a job and everything. And uh, 
they do some uh the dawn guy does some research and realizes what's going on they were like they found the body of this girl he says is this the girl you came in with not knowing it's that her uh the sister of the girl she's staying with she's like you need to tell her and she's like i can't i don't, I don't know if i can tell her and the, I, I mean it's a it's a short <laughs> movie you know it's just yeah. about that trip down yeah. there and everything and her trying to uh get away from these guys and luckily it, she ends up uh kind of making it and everything but it, it just highlights this life you know of how horrible it is it's a really it's depressing at times but it's also kind of it shows you how horrible someone's life is that they're willing to kind of voluntarily do this type of thing and i mean and not that they they still do this obviously uh now it's sex sex trafficking is even like worse than this i don't think i could watch a movie um, about that but we saw when we were in miami they had signs up everywhere about really look look out this is the biggest sex traffic day yeah, of the yeah, year is yeah. in the super bowl yeah and they oh, said yeah. if you see somebody that looks doesn't look right say something yeah buddy system stick with your buddy do all this type of stuff Plus and the people getting drunk down there almost yeah. like new orleans just falling over but each the, other, the sure. idea of a drug mule like this is like and different from like clint eastwood's the mule which was just him kind of transporting drugs not in his body you know right. just in his pickup truck and everything it was a little different he was <laughs> an old man probably got <laughs> yeah. gastrointestinal yeah. issues yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. swallowing that <laughs> give me a brand muffin <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah but it, it was a very poignant movie and it was very powerful and she was phenomenal in it and she was like an unknown and to get nominated for an Oscar I mean it's really the only reason I probably end up watching this movie mm-hmm. is because I had heard all the notice of it when it came out when it came out yeah and it's on HBO so if anyone's had has HBO check out uh, Maria Full of Grace. It's it's, it's difficult at times. It's ter- <laughs> it, 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 it should be a lot more depressing than it is. You want to feel really bad for an hour? <laughs> <now>? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm a big fan of being aware of certain things of that, that that happen, and this was a great example of anyone wants to know what's going on in the kind of drug mule kind of business and what happens in that business. This is the movie to watch for sure. Hmm. All right. All right. Well, uh, what you got? <laughs> Before he says something. Real quick plug that um, that Aaron Hernandez documentary was fucking great. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I I watched like the maybe first three or four episodes of it. And I think was, just only three episodes. Oh, okay. Oh, really? I thought there was like five or six of them. Maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, it went I watched, so quick. I, I watched a couple of them, and I don't know. I was already just kind of like, yeah, I knew that. Like, I don't know. It's just. Just yeah. to see that it, everybody else learning it, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, talk about a fall from grace, you know. Oh. You had everything. Yeah, no, it's sad. Yeah. Just wanted to be a trick. Sorry. I didn't mean to step, <laughs> step on your movie. <laughs> Fucking drama pod, man. <laughs> I'm sad now. <laughs> yeah, we're going to Can we get... do comedy next week? <laughs> yeah, right? Um, I'm going to uh, take it up when it gets to me. Okay, good, because uh, I'm going with Million Dollar Baby. Nice. Million Another Dollar Clint Baby. Eastwood movie. Yeah. 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 Nice. He likes to stay in the mix, that man. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. He's done a lot of great flicks, man. And this was a fantastic movie. Yeah, um, yeah you got Clint Eastwood, uh, Hilary Swank, Morgan Freeman. Um, I think there's like one. That Jay guy, that little yeah. tiny guy. That, Jay uh, Burrishell. Yeah, Burrishell. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't I, seen this in a while, man. This I, I, is where Hillary was like kicking it like, she, all over the place, I'm man. I'm pretty she sure huge. she won an Oscar for this. Yeah, she won an Oscar. She and, won for uh, like Best Director, let me, I think. Let me check it up. I'll be the Oscar guy today. Um, yeah, I think uh, Clint Eastwood won Best Director for it, too. Um, it'd be something if Morgan Freeman won It's Best based Support. on a true story, right? 
I don't think so. No. Oh. Um, so yeah, Hillary Swank um, moves to this new town and she goes into a boxing gym and she's just there to train. Um, Clint Eastwood is like I'm pretty sure he owns the gym, but he's also like a a, a, a trainer. Yeah, and you know, and he's he's trained a lot of people. So this won four Oscars. Yeah. So it won Best Picture. Yeah. Best Director. Uh huh. Best uh, leading actor for Hillary Swank and best supporting actor for Morgan Freeman. So he did. That's so it, fucking crazy. It swept. That's a huge win to win all four of those. Like, yeah, it's really big. Yeah, um, worth it too. I mean, it was very mm-hmm. worthy of those awards. Yeah, dude, it was a fucking great movie, man. And and she was like, you know, she was poor. She came from nothing. Yeah. She had nothing. Like she's great I, in everything, really. Yeah. Ever since Boys Don't Cry, I was always always on the Hillary kind of bandwagon. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say I wasn't a huge fan of the Karate Kid. She did. But, she I wasn't mean, bad though. She wasn't. I mean, bad. The, the script was bad. Yeah, I didn't even know it I mean. was her yeah. to be honest with you. And What's that? I had to be told years later that that. Was oh her. really? Yeah, no, really. Because she had like long. Yeah, I remember hair. she was on nine hundred two one zero. I mean, yeah. she was on there for like a season and a half, huh. and she's always been good. I watched that robot movie that she was just in. That it was Mom or something like mm-hmm. that, where she. Uh, I don't know. It was kind of like Cloverfield Lane, but with robots and shit. It was yeah. <laughs> and sombers, yeah. zombie pirates. <laughs> it wasn't bad. She was great. That's the thing with Hillary. You know, even in the bad movies, you could tell that she is able to get to those emotional levels. Yeah. That I think that when he snaps his fingers, she can just start bawling, which yeah. is a hard thing to do. Um, and so she's trying to get him to train her, you know, and he's just like, no, I don't train people anymore. But, but every now and again, he'll like walk past and give her a little hint, you know what I mean? And that kind of like keeps the fire in her. And then Morgan Freeman, um, is trying, he he kind of like almost convinces Clint Eastwood to become her trainer. Um, did he have something against women? Fighting, I think he just professionally didn't want to. Or just didn't want to yeah, he just didn't want to get close to anybody yeah. anymore. Um, you know, the only Jeff all this. I knew, yeah, right. <laughs> the only uh, the only friend he had anymore was Morgan Freeman, yeah. and uh, you know, they. I think he was his trainer, and I think you know that during one of his fights, mm-hmm. Clint Eastwood threw the towel in, or so. I, I think that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but they could have been Dixtown. Could have been. Yeah, Dixtown. No, 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 no. There was something. <laughs> yeah, there was yeah. something that was. happened. Yeah, there yeah. was something that happened during like Morgan Freeman's last fight that they had a big falling out, but they had mm-hmm. still come back and and. Didn't he have friends. eye problems too, or he had like a milky eye at some point? I, I, I can't recall. remember. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they they decide that they're gonna start training Hillary Swank, um, and lo and behold, she yeah. can fucking box. Yeah. You know. Um, and they start kind of giving her nothing fights and like, you know, the story is about like, you know, she ends up getting some, not a, not a ton of money, but she's getting some money and like, then you kind of learn about her family background and that's very sad. And then there's the underlying, and I'm not sure if it'll be, if I'm saying it correctly, but it was like Makushna or Makushna was like his, his name for her, you Mm -hmm. know? Oh yeah. Yeah. I forgot Um, about that. Yeah. Yeah. And so everybody would be chanting that name, but he wouldn't tell her what it meant, you know? And like, um, I remember that scene where that JK got his ass. Beat See, down. I don't remember that. Yeah, one. he got. They put him in the ring where they shouldn't have put him in the ring against one cocky guy at the gym, and they just, he just got pummeled. Oh, pummeled that's right, because he wasn't right. Yeah. he wasn't right in the head. Yeah, he yeah. was just that kind of like scrappy dog from like the Looney Tunes. Hey guy, hey guy, <laughs> yeah. let me beat it next to you, and let me let me fight. I can do this. And yeah. he was very scrawny at that point. I mean, I haven't seen him in forever since like Sorcerer's. Uh, that uh, was it Sorcerer's Apprentice, or uh, oh yeah, I yeah. saw him on Letterkenny a couple of seasons. Oh ago. really? Did he look yeah. the same? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. he played this character. 
character named Hard Right J. It was, it was a romantic comedy that he was in where he worked at the airport as like a baggage handler, and he was hilarious in it. He was huh. really, really good. Uh, I always. Oh, he was also in. This is the end. Yeah, this is the end. Yeah. He was, he'd been in a lot of uh, stuff. I always liked him. I thought he was good. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, so there's kind of. Two spoilers to the movie. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I can go through them or we can kind of leave them off. You, give, give us one. Give us the less of the two. Oh, man. So <laughs> I'll let you decide which that is. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I haven't seen it in so long, I can't remember either of them. Oh, really? Okay. So I own the movie. I love it. But She's she's in her biggest fight. I, I can't remember if it's like supposed to be a belt fight. You know what I mean? If she's fighting for some kind of uh, championship or something. Um, but at the end of one of the rounds, like the girl she's fighting takes a cheap shot. Mm. And the stool, Clint Eastwood, it's like right at the end of the round. So he's putting the stool in the ring to stand it up. Uh. And she falls on it as he's putting it in the ring. And it fucking breaks her neck. Uh. And she she's paralyzed for the rest of her life. Oh, wow. Um, that's the least that's of the, the one. That's the one. What the hell? <laughs> There's another one that's even more than that. That's crazy. Yes. Wow, you have to tell us off the pod what yeah. it is. Oh. And this was a point in time, like, uh, I don't know if you guys had ever seen, uh, and this was this girl's coming out <clears throat> big time, was Girl Fight. <clears throat> 2000 Michelle Rodriguez. Oh, Michelle Rodriguez. I've seen yeah, clips from it was uh, the fighting scene. She, I'm telling you, she's got a nasty... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was... No one had even heard of her. This was her first big movie in, like, 2000 it came out. Yeah. Uh, she did Fast uh, and the Furious after that. Yep. And yeah. she had done everything Resident Evil. She had a Resident Evil right after I that. I think, yeah. I think Resident Evil's first, and then she did Fast and the Furious, mm-hmm. and then Avatar, and then she had... She always, she always throws that right cross, Oh, yeah. Though. she's That's always comes with her. She's a scrapper, man. Fast Nine's coming out soon. Yeah. I don't know how that... I think I'll see it. In, I mean, the I have to see the other eight first. <laughs> yeah, I have. Yeah, know. see, I haven't. I, I haven't, haven't seen, seen Hobbs and Shaw yet, though. I yeah. need to see that. That one, it looked like it would could be actually pretty, uh, pretty funny. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I had, still haven't seen it. But yeah, Million Dollar Baby, I mean, with if anything that wins four Oscars like that, it, you, dude, it's you're not going to go wrong watching it. You it's know? amazing. Say what you will about the Oscars, but they, they may not identify all the good movies in there, but the movies that get identified certainly are great. Yeah. You know? All right, Dave, got an Oscar movie there? I don't think so. Oh, shit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Black Snake Moan. Oh. oh <coughs> Same director as one of my... Never heard of this? Black yes, Snake Bone? Moan. Black Snake Moan. Moan. No, I've never even so, uh, heard same director as Samuel Jackson. Same director as my number one movie on my list. Uh, Craig, Samuel, Craig Brewer, I think. Is Samuel Jackson and Christina Ricci. Yep. Uh, Justin Timberlake. Yep. Um, I, I wanted this to be a hell of a lot better than I thought it was. It was still good. It was good. But I remember the trailers coming out, and I was like, oh, this is weird, man, and this is going to be good. So, yeah, why don't it was, you tell us a little bit? It's about just it. weird. So, Justin, it starts out, Christina Ricci's a party girl, mm-hmm. like a sort of a slutty girl. Uh-huh. She has a reputation. <clears throat> she hooks up with Justin Timberlake, who's getting ready to go yeah. to... Uh, Same director as this movie. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Justin Timberlake's getting ready to go to, like, the Coast Guard or the National Guard or something. So he's shipping out. Mm. And so... He's an asshole, right? He's not so much an asshole. He's just kind of a chump. Okay. Sort of. And uh, so he ships out. He comes back and is sort of acting like an asshole. But um, She goes to a party. Actually, she goes to hook up with this this drug dealer and has sex with this drug dealer. And she starts having sex with a bunch of people. Yeah. She gets... Not a very good girlfriend. No, no. <laughs> she goes to this party and does a bunch of drugs, and some guy like just takes her on the. They're playing flag football, and he just kind of does it right on the field okay. with all his friends around. And then the boyfriend's friend is there mm-hmm. and sees what she's doing, mm-hmm. and, and sort of like says, "Get in my truck. I'm gonna take you home." 
So at one point he pulls the truck over and you're like, shit, he's going to rape her too. Ah, fuck. So, but she starts, he starts giving her a hard time. You know, I saw you with that black guy. And, and he's like, she's like, well, he gives me what you, you could never give me. And so he starts, you don't find out until later he was having sex with her too. Yeah. Or had been, Mm. but he beats her to almost where he thinks she's dead. So he kicks her. They have great shot from outside the yeah. outside of the truck looking in, and they, all you see is his boot just push her half-naked body off Jesus. into the ground. And then Sam Jackson, he's like a farmer. He's got the craziest hair. Yeah, he's got he, like He a, had the, like, my, if I let mine grow another, like, yeah. six weeks, it would be like that. Yeah. And it was, and that horseshoe kind of thing. I yeah. Throw it out a little bit. But white. Yeah. And he plays a lot older. Is yeah. he wearing a wife beater and khakis in one scene? Like in he, front of the probably. probably. Maybe. It does sound I think like I, I think I've seen like probably. the trailer for Because yeah. he uh, he was like a blues singer, but his wife was leaving him cause for, for his brother. Yeah. That's what was the crazy. That's mm. how it kind of started. Um, so he he's taking out his lawn. He's taking out his trash mm-hmm. and he looks down the road and sees someone someone threw a perfectly good white girl away <laughs> <laughs> so he goes and gets her brings her inside puts her on the couch she's obviously beat the fuck <coughs> unconscious and sick so like coughing and and choking so he goes to the he goes to uh the pharmacy and gets tells the pharmacist the pharmacist is the one of the police chiefs in uh Either the wire or um, well, look him up. She was. I I know her as a police chief or a sergeant or something. But uh, so he he comes back and uh, gives her the medicine. She like takes off running into the field in like a crazed fever. So what he decides to do, his best option, yeah, was to get about forty feet of chain link, and ties her to a radiator, hooks it, and then hooks a belt around her. And so when she finally wakes up for good. Oh fuck! She wakes up in this stranger's house with a harness around her oh waist, half naked. She's just in her underwear. Oh he had given God. her a bath, <laughs> but he's—he actually was like, "I haven't touched you." Yeah, he's like, "Why do you let these boys te- treat you like yeah. this?" She's from Law and Order. Yeah, 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 Law and Order. She's like, "Why do you let these boys teach you like this?" And he's trying to like, so he's going to try to like, just reason with her about. She needs to not whore herself around. He finds out she was molested as a kid, and she can't help herself. And and uh, yeah, it's a molestation, <laughs> molestation <laughs> movie. It, that well, they, they start. I thought kind you of, said you were going to kind of bring things back. <laughs> up. It's a it, it's a fun it, movie. It was a lot lighter than it. it than it's I'm making it sound. It's fun. Yeah. She's joking the whole time. They, uh-huh. it, they have like this weird have relationship weird, yeah. uh, together. Like I'm going to help you. You need somebody to help, and uh, I know I'm not the first person you thought would help you, but. We yeah. kind of have to. Rely I mean, eventually, the he the delivery boy comes over to get some peas that he had promised him, and Sam Jackson comes back and finds the kid inside having sex with Christina Ricci. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! And, like chases the kid out with his pants around his ankles, God. and then like finally says, "No, it's okay." I I because she tried to already come on to come to Sam Same Jackson thing. like three yeah. or four times. She's, oh, wow. she's just on like, a like, road she's of like, destruction. You he know? had her tied up and he's, she's like, you don't need to do this. I will have, I'll do whatever you want, but just let me go when I'm done. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's like, no, that's not how he, that's not what he wanted. Yeah. And so finally he goes and gets the local preacher yeah. and brings him to the house and shows him <laughs> this yeah. chained up. Why you have a half a night naked white girl chained up in your house? <laughs> it's not going to turn out well for you. Dude. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But, you know, he takes the chain off, and they sort of bond, and he starts playing music again. Justin Timberlake comes back, and yeah. they have a kind of a powerful scene at the end. But mm-hmm. it turns out 
Sort of good, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> she was on a destruction where she would have ended up dead oh, yeah. if Samuel Jackson didn't kind of like tie her up, I guess, and <laughs> chain her down and be like and show her that what she's doing is is not good. But yeah, and it had and it, it's up for probably one of the better movie titles ever. Yeah, <laughs> Black Snake Moan, and it's yeah. about it's about a girl that wants to have sex all the time. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Yeah, Black Moan. Yeah. <laughs> Craig Brewer was the uh, director. <laughs> All right, this uh, my movie here, and this was a movie that in two thousand uh, I, I had watched several times. Man, this was had a lot of great actors in it, and it certainly had some actors that we weren't quite as familiar with until this movie came out, and uh, also had some shocking stuff in it in subject matter. But it was it was told in a lighthearted way. Was two thousands Quills. About the Marquis oh, yeah, yeah. de Sade. The Marquis de Sade. Oh, man. This Jeffrey was, Rush, man. Jeffrey Rush. This was, uh, and Jeffrey Rush had already well, done many things before this, but not in my mind, at least, in until this movie came out, did I know him as like, almost a household name. But it also had Kate Winslet in it and Joaquin Phoenix uh, and Michael Caine in a really Michael kind of... Michael Yeah. Michael Caine <laughs> in a really kind of uh, shitty role. I don't man. really he remember him. He was a really bad ca- character in it. He was the guy that was basically torturing people to okay. make them better. But remember, he had he went and got a wife from the nunnery and everything and was like forcing her to have sex with him and she didn't want to have uh, to do it. So, so basically what's going on is <clears throat> the most of the movie all takes place in an in insane asylum mm-hmm. in which the Marquis de Sade is being is placed in this uh, uh, insane asylum. I have to ask yeah. because I, I don't know. I, I'm looking it up right here. Is Marquis de Sade a person? Yeah, or? it's a person. Okay. All right, yeah, all right. played by Jeffrey Rush. And yeah, he's okay. a writer. He's a he, very <laughs> por- pornographic writer. Yeah, very pornographic writer and in a time period where not many pornographic stuff is happening. I, I mean, mean this is a real like, dude. This is like the 1700s. Yeah, he was a real And he's dude. a real guy, and he... he wrote many books and back then and even when you're watching the movie and hearing what he's writing it's almost kind of risque now so back then in the 1700s it's super risque so they like have him in this insane asylum I don't know I I read about Caliglia before I mean come on no Uh, one one did orgies like the Roman Empire that was how many thousands of years ago this guy's writing them down that's true he's writing it he was scribed and he's writing it in the insane asylum and Kate Winslet is like smuggling it out in the laundry and and racing to the front gate and handing it to a guy yeah. on a horse that's actually taking it out and getting it published. So <laughs> like a lot 50 of times, Shades of Grey for the Yeah, so reason. they don't know how his work's getting out and everything. And uh, Joaquin Phoenix is playing the priest who just wants to keep order in this crazy asylum. And some of the best roles in this movie are those ancillary characters who are just crazy. One guy who thinks he's a bird and he like, is perched in his, in his cell. Another guy is... A, who's got this weird shaped head. I don't know if it was a real guy or if they did makeup on him, who is obsessed with fire, so they have to keep fire away from him. And they're doing these like plays inside the insane asylum. So a lot of it is very uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. And it was real type esque Very dirty and nasty. Just like and, you'd uh, expect it to be. Yeah, right. And so Michael Caine is brought in, and they were like, you got to keep you got to get Marquis de Sade under control here because if you don't, I'm going to step in, and you're not going to want uh, – what's going on and it gets to uh the marquee de Sade of what's going on in michael kane's personal house with him getting this girl from the nunnery mm. and the nunnery does and the girl uh super cute young girl who does not want to have sex with this old dude playing michael kane wouldn't want to have sex with michael they invite michael kane not even for the story they invite michael kane to one of the insane asylum uh <laughs> 
plays and it turns out that they're they go off script and they do the whole play about a a, uh, high level guy that goes to the notary that grabs a wife so they're doing his whole story oh wow he's in the audience and he's realizing what's going on and they were like you need to get him under control now and at some point they take all the um the quills and the ink from the marquee to side and he's flipping out and he's like you cannot i need this this is my yeah. only release is to be able to get this stuff out yeah and at that point he's like uh they keep taking more stuff and more stuff away from him and he's he's more uncooperative and at some point he's like taking chicken bones and red wine and writing his scripts on sheets and wow. they're smuggling the sheets out and then wow. they take the sheets from him and he's using blood he starts drawing his own blood and oh he's writing God. on the walls and he's writing everywhere to the point where it gets down to him writing with his own shit oh. and they they literally take all his clothes there at some go. point he had like his whole cell was filled with like he had it like low uh, rent security there where he w- he could come out every once in a while and he had desks and he had nice clothes to the point where he was chained in the basement writing his with his own shit and they were like you can't take that from me and everything and it <laughs> I mean, just they could stop feeding him and <laughs> at some point he's like he's doing it telephone style where he's shouting to the guy next to him like a par- like a paragraph and then he shouts to another person and it gets so far you know yeah. like telephone does yeah, like it's like not even the thing and uh one of the guys what's a lawnmower <laughs> when, when one of the guys goes to tell the other guy what he had said the one who's obsessed with fire reaches through and grabs a candle and sets his own uh bed on fire so with now the whole in insane asylum's on fire and Joaquin Phoenix is just trying to get shit under control, man. And it it ends in this really crazy way. And much like uh, Black Snake Moan, it sounds a lot more depressing than it is. It's it's really upbeat and funny at times uh, in the movie. And very much like One Flew in the Cuckoo's Nest, these characters that are in there are really hilarious to watch and everything. But it is is dark. It's a dark, dark flick. But it has its great moments in it. And like I said, it really showcases how great Jeffrey Rush is and Joaquin Phoenix was killing it at this time too and Kate Winslet who had just come off like Titanic and everything and yeah was- no, 90% of the time if I'm thinking drama I'm thinking dark yeah like the King's speech would be like a one that isn't yeah that's a that's a dark drama but it's not like there's nothing horrible in it's it. n- to me that's not dark that's no, it's the not only dark. it's just straight example up i can think of that isn't but that's most why, all of mine are dark yeah that's why i don't really watch no i've, I've got some comedy you're ones a comedy fan <laughs> dude you like, like comedy for the life exact is reason sad like- enough as it is <laughs> like i don't need to experience somebody else maybe my life's not sad enough there's good mixes though. <laughs> I, I have a i have one on here that you could either uh if, if you were putting your movies in certain genres you could either put it in comedy or drama you have one you have I have got one to like yet? that okay. that, I, uh, that I'll I'll talk about. Whoa. But you can't talk right, about Justin, it now. What, what do you got? Uh, let's see. I'm gonna go with uh, the Blind Side. Now, Blind Side's one of those movies that it does have some comedy. Uh, yeah. In and out. Uh, there's one scene, and I've only seen it. <laughs> it's called Oscar-winning Sandra Bullock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, but the way she talked and everything, and she yeah. ran on the field, was funny and everything. She the one good scene as a blonde, that too. that one scene that. Uh, that really kicks is when they're singing the uh, young MC song and when he's driving with yeah. the kid right before they get in the car accident yeah. and everything. But every time I hear that young MC song, that's what Which I one? think of now. Uh, it's not the principal's office. What was the other one? Uh, the his big song. I can't remember. Uh, it. Damn. You Down know, at the basketball court, the one of the not the principal's office. One. Is there uh, a basketball court? Is it Bust Move? Yeah. 
don't just stand yeah there, yeah yeah that's what it was you want it? yeah good job <laughs> um yeah and that's crazy dude like you know i, I i'd like to know how true it is yeah. if he actually like stuffed yeah. the airbag because this was based on a true story right yeah, what was yeah. the name of the uh, the guy michael Orr. michael Orr. yeah yeah tell um, us a little bit about it yeah, um, I, I don't know who he plays for or played for. Um, let me see. I know back here. Minnesota. He played for the Panthers. Um, He's guessing. <laughs> in 2015. Okay. Um, He's still playing? I don't know. Oh, right. um, I didn't get that far into it. <laughs> um, well, the credits roll. I was my research. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, he, he actually wasn't a fan of this movie. Really? Yeah. Um, he said that like, he felt like they really kind of over dramatized or whatever, yeah. like, you know, some of the, events. I wasn't that poor. God damn it. Yeah. Like, I, you know, they, like, I think they also, I think he said that it made his, he was upset at how it made his mom look. His real mom? Yeah, his okay. real mom look. Um, and. But he didn't have any, uh, quorums about, uh, Sandra Bullock's kind of portrayal of her. No, he said that. Fam- no, he said that. You know the the family that took him the in. family that took him in. They portrayed their kindness and everything like that yeah. very accurately. Yeah. You know, which is really what the meat of the story is. That somebody uh, so th- tell us a little bit. He was kind of down on his luck, or he had no place to stay. Is that what? Yeah. That was? So he had nowhere to go. It was cold. Um, I forget where they were, um, but it was like really cold out. And and Sandra Bullock like saw him walking down the street. And I think it was the daughter said that, you know, oh, he goes to my school and like, you know, he's poor and everything like that. So she like picked him up, took him home, you know, and like next thing you know, he's kind of like going to stay there. And I mean, like his life, according to this movie, was really sad. Like, you know, he, he didn't have a place to go. Like, I forget why he couldn't go to like his mom his mom had left or something like that. Like, you know, but I mean, it was just terrible circumstances. And, um, eventually they just like start letting him stay at the house, you know, and he gets into school and like, they, they make him switch schools, I think. And, um, like he has to like get his grades up, but like, Dude, he's a giant. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? He's a fucking beast. He's and clearly he's got his uh, his eyes set on. You guys don't have football. to be that good. You play yeah, football, right? Exactly, <laughs> right? Student um, athlete. Yeah, <laughs> student athlete. That's genius. It's <laughs> one of my favorites. Oh, so South Park's of all time. He dressed oh my up. God. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to see who the coach was. Um, I, I, I can't see who he was on here. Um, but he basically says, like, you know, I'll make sure he gets the grades out, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's there's a very, like, heartfelt scene where, like, he's at practice and they want to see what mm-hmm. he can do, you know, and he really just, like, doesn't do anything because yeah. he knows how big he is and he knows how strong and how capable he is of just, like, fucking somebody up, yeah. you know, um, and eventually... Sandra Bullock like goes out and gives him this speech about this is like, her Oscar scene. Yeah, right here, you know, man. like she won you, it for this scene. Oh, yeah. did it? Yep. Yeah. I'm sure. um, yep. You know, and she was like, "You, you, you know, you protect, uh, you protect the quarterback like you protected whatever yeah. her son's you name protect is. Protect his blind side. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right? <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Um, and like you know, even the chickens like that. One. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And you know, and then of course he gets down on the line and they snap the ball and he just fucking runs yeah. through the guy, you know. And it's like from then on, you know, it's like the replacement. You see red, you yeah. go after. Yeah. Yeah. I got the ball. 
<laughs> All right, go sit down. <laughs> um, yeah, and I mean, it is. It's, it's, it's just... Well, I know, now I'm thinking of the water boy. When he's, getting, when he's seeing the guy's face. On the yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I mean, you know, and it's just the story about his life and about getting to college and, like, the struggles that he had and the family that took him in yeah. and, like... The, it's, the it's, good parts of humanity, you know, yeah. where these people... Uh, see somebody down in their luck and realize that no one's going to help this kid. Yeah. You know, no one, it is us. If we're going to, anyone's going to help and change this, you could change. And that's what one of Sandra Bullock's friends said, you know, you're changing this boy's life. And she comes back with another Oscar worthy line. No, he's changing ours. Yeah. Right. You know? Exactly. Uh, I, I you think had me at that, that was yeah. the only kind of thing wrong with this movie for me was maybe a little bit sappy at times, yeah. but, but it was overall, right. it, it was good. You know, you got to see uh, Sandra Bullock was not, killing it every time she was out there but she killed it on this movie yeah and it was it had some good football stuff in it and everything and uh and i like the scene too where she's sitting at the table at lunch with her friends Mm -hmm. you know and they start kind of like talking down on people and she's just kind of like you know what fuck y'all you know like i'm out of here like yeah it's good too (laughs) i even say that about my friends all the time (laughs) you know what fuck y'all and it's he was true all the way to the end Do you hear about that podcast? Like, I just watched yeah. that. He just said, fuck y'all. When they talked about saying fuck, fuck you, y'all. Fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you. I'm out. Uh, and this is a situation where uh, my wife comes across a lot of these kids working, and she works, like, in Levy County. And, the, uh, and a lot of these kind of towns that are just, like, right around Gainesville is, yeah. like, they are living poor. Oh, yeah. Man. And she she has, she has does this anti-smoking thing, works and working with kids, and she will pick kids for, up from their house. She says, you will not believe some of the house she picks up these kids from. Yeah. And that they are they are so excited when they get to go on these trips with her. And you could she says you could tell the way they're just, like, ferociously eating that this might be the big meal that they have yeah. or a lot of them are saying they don't have shoes to wear and stuff like that and it's sad man yeah. i mean not sad that they're coming to live with me so i have <laughs> I have, I have, I have major props for people that have that type of income and the ability to be able to take a kid in yeah. be able to take care of them like that it's really uh it's well it's really great and it's awesome when it's goes to that next level that could actually make a good movie out of it too yeah yeah and this is one of those cases i feel like that with kittens yeah nobody wants to make a movie about <laughs> me taking in a kitten yeah yeah i mean we take care of the, the animals just as well so. yeah that was a good movie and it, it deserved the awards that they got during that season yeah that definitely out. all right dave another uplifting movie i don't believe um, him you're so full of shit dude I can tell that shit-eating grin <laughs> says it all. Arlene Warnos. Oh, God. <laughs> so they made a movie about her. They took the hottest woman on the planet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she is one of the like, women on the planet. And they made her look like Arlene Warnos. If oh. you've ever seen Arlene Warnos, they nailed this. It had to have won the Oscar for Best Makeup. I mean, it did. I think it did, did. Yeah. Which, which is interesting because of the movie that just she just got a Best Makeup Award for somebody, yeah. uh, for somebody else mm. playing that uh, Megan uh, Kelly. Kelly. Wow. Yep. Which won Best looked, Makeup. Uh, Leaps and bounds more than better attra- attractive than Arlene. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember when this came out because we we're from Florida, so we knew yeah. about Arlene Warnos when it came yeah. out. And then yeah. when we heard the casting, we we're like, "Oh come on!" It was her and Christina Ricci. Yep, right? I was going to say that's yep. Christina another, Ricci back to back. Yeah, yeah. another yeah. Christina <laughs> Ricci movie, and uh, who looked weird as hell too. They yeah, like they, really, they gave her a bowl cut mullet yeah. and yeah. had her dress like a boy and like 
Lee Turgeson had a very difficult. He plays Beecher yeah, yeah, yeah. in Oz. He had a really difficult role. He's done a lot of difficult roles in his life that he's had to play, and this was one of them that he he played one of Eileen Wernels' victims. Mm. That the one that really pushed her over the edge mm. in the car scene. And it but was, I ooh. I felt even more bad for uh, worse, more worse for her, worser for who, more for, uh, <laughs> for the guy from Walking Dead. Who was in the, the guy that cut his own? They cut his arm off to save him. That and oh, like Rucker? A, no. Oh, the uh, the old guy that had the daughters at the farm when they went. To, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his name? He was also in uh, Exorcist Three. I can't remember his name. The guy from uh, uh, from Judge Dredd. We gotta believe her. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> One of the cannibals. Yeah, yeah. He, he was like. He she dropped the gun. Remember in the seat, and he found it, and she's yeah. like, "Oh shit, yeah. I gotta take him out." Yeah, that was one of those things that he just kind of played a lonely guy that yeah, kind of... Uh, he just wanted some company. Yeah, he just wanted some company. Other than Lee Turgeson, who deserved every fucking thing that she did to him. Yeah, you know, which kind of started her on that just stuck path. with that, then she probably would have got away with she it. She was one of the first se- female serial killers, yeah. man. So I, what, what was her kind of thing? She, basically, she was a prostitute that just combed the, the I-10, I-4, yeah. 75-95 corridor. Yeah. Just from Daytona Beach. A lot of that reminded me of like Daytona Beach area. Yeah. I think that's sort of where she mm. operated out of. All the rest stops and stuff like that. Yeah. Truck stops. Truck stops yep. and, and biker bars. Yeah. and, and uh, She just got a kind of... Uh, kind of liking to do it after a while you know once yeah what's that first one happened like a lot of serial killers do and she was molested as a kid so she says and sort of makes sense that she's sort of like just looking any kind of happiness that she can and you kind of felt for it at times it was a love story it it was in the 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 core of it it really kind of was a love story between her and christina ricci and you, you know you go into the movie not thinking that you're going to feel bad for a serial killer, but you really did because un, like a lot of serial killers, she was kind of raised from the start to society has kind of made her this way because she has just gotten the raw deal like every turn she made, yeah. you know? Have you ever seen any interviews with her? Oh, my uh, God. I was just going to say. She's batshit crazy. Go- she's yeah. Fucking Google, nuts, man. YouTube, like yeah. they let her do a bunch of interviews before they executed her. Yeah. yeah. And... uh I think they executed her in Stark. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm they pretty did. I'm pretty sure they did. Yeah. Rayford. Rayford. Yeah. yeah. And Bundy, they, too. Bundy, too. And uh, what's the Bundy. other guy from uh, here? Dan, uh, uh, Danny Rollins. Danny Rollins. Yeah. Yeah. I still have a bunch of his creepy stuff on my on my desktop hard drive. Oh, right. Remember I worked for that documentary? Yeah, that's right. They set me into the courthouse. They used, my, they used they my house as his grandmother's house. Yeah. And the they, brought all the, they brought all the evidence out. Wow. And all the shirts that the girls were in yeah. always had blood stains still on them. Oh, all wow. With the knife wounds. Yeah. Like, they had them mounted on boards. And I was like, wow, he cut this shirt straight down the middle. After. Yeah. So, That's fucking that was crazy, crazy, man. So, zero killers are a, a creepy thing, too. So to be able to, like you said, to take one of the most beautiful women in the world to be able to do it, you have to be next level. Uh, I mean, obviously, the makeup... Once you see yourself in that makeup, it definitely takes you to the next level. Like, oh, holy yeah. crap. And she I don't put even, on I don't probably even 30 pounds, I think. 30 or 40. Yeah. Yeah. And for her, that seems like a lot. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. You know, so it, she had a muffin top. Yeah. It was good. It was difficult. There was that Lee Ferguson scene, probably was the most difficult scene that you had to deal with. But uh, uh, there was some, I wouldn't say lighter, but there was a lot of the stuff with her and Christina Ricci mm-hmm. that kind of took you away from yeah. the real Yeah. And they were just looking stuff. for, like, like, she just wanted to get out. The yeah. other Christina Ricci was struggling with the fact that that she was that she was gay. Yeah, and her parents didn't accept her. 
and her dad wanted to move up there and then she met her at the bar one night she was just trying to buy whoever a drink just to yep. talk to somebody for five seconds yeah it's one of those situations you know you you have one of those chance encounters and it will dictate the how your life goes from that point forward I, I, whatever happened to christina ricci's character i don't remember that's interesting they, i'm not sure they she was a minor uh-huh. They sent her back home, and I think she testified against her and yeah. received immunity. Really? I yeah. don't think she ever went to jail. She was never there for any of the murders. Yeah. She knew about them after, yeah. like, the third one when she finally was like, oh, remember when they, she was f- fucking around, and she crashed the car on yeah. somebody's lawn. On the lawn, and, yeah. And the people came out, and they, and then. They had to just dip, right? <clears throat> they dipped. Yeah. But the, the old couple went in and, and, and uh, did a sketch. Yeah. And, uh, and that's what ultimately kind of screwed her ultimately over. Found her just, yeah. Didn't she have some blowouts during the trial too, where she was screaming during the trial? I, the movie. Didn't, I mean, once you see the interviews, it's yeah, completely I'm plausible sure she, that it yeah, happened. The movie didn't show the trial. Oh, it didn't show the trial. No. Oh, damn, I can't even remember. This is one of those nope. movies that you watch once, maybe twice. Yeah. The movie like, was yeah. the movie was uh, her getting arrested. Yep. Yeah. And they put her in the back of the car. They yeah. arrested her at a biker bar. Oh, I forgot. Uh, what's his name? The guy from Digstown, the bad guy from Digstown. Oh, uh, Bruce Stern? Yeah, yeah Bruce he was Stern, great yeah. in this movie. Oh, who did he play? He was like her only real friend. Oh, that he was like a war, Vietnam War vet huh. that came back and was like everybody fucked, got fucked over. And she, he was going to try to drive her out of town. Yeah. And like at the end scene, the, the bunch of bikers were trying to buy her a drink. And you're like, they're going to rape this girl. And then mm. you find out, no, these are undercover cops. They just uh, got her. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to rewatch it again, but it's one of those things you got to be in the right yeah. frame of mind to watch it. Like I was glad that Just to see I was good. glad that we had an opportunity to do dramas because that movie, yeah, that movie would. I don't know if I had to watch it again for yeah. a while, yeah. but and I own it. I let you borrow it. So obviously, yeah. <laughs> what's that say about me? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let's see what what happens in Paul's movies. Yeah. Someone tied to a chair. Yeah, check. <laughs> Lots of blood about women empowerment. Yeah, some might argue monster was about women empowerment, though. I mean, <laughs> sort of. <clears throat> All right, I'll bring it up a little bit. And this is the one that could either be kind of shelved as a comedy or shelved as a drama. But there's enough dramatic elements in it, though, that it's certainly a drama. But there's some really, really funny ass light stuff in this. And this is 2006. Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, yeah, that's a great it, movie. It really is a fantastic I movie. I mean, I need to see this again. But if you, if you look at the elements in this movie, it's got drama written all over it. So you've got... Uh, great cast. Great cast. So you got Greg Kinnear playing yeah. the asshole kind of motivational speaker, who you can imagine that anyone who lives with a motivational speaker is just getting exhausting after a while. You've got uh, Tony Collette, who's always amazing. She's the mother in the group. Paul Dano... Uh, Who's amazing, and we're going to see someone, him as the Riddler soon, I, and I'm he is just so good. Some, someone was on heroin? Uh, the father, the, Alan Arkin, the grandfather, yeah. was snorting heroin, but he was at the end of his life anyways, and he, he was like, fuck it. Yeah. Why wouldn't I uh, snort right. heroin? Yeah. So everyone had a problem. That's a pretty good argument. You have <laughs> Steve Carell, Steve Carell, who has, tried to kill himself. He tried to kill himself at the yeah. very beginning of the movie, right where the Little Miss Sunshine kind of title card comes up. He is like sitting there waiting to be picked up by his family. He has the bandages on his arm because he tried to slit his wrists. He plays this uh, uh, a gay character who got shunned by uh, by a former lover and he just couldn't handle it anymore and he tried to kill himself. And the the kind of the heart of the movie is Abigail Bresden who got nominated for an uh, I think Golden <laughs> All Globe. this spells I'm, comedy in my book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you also you wouldn't think so, but uh, heroin suicide. Yeah, yeah heroin suicide. <laughs> 
Uh, Paul, and Paul, Paul Dano, who didn't speak, he hadn't yeah. spoken for nine months, yeah. and he was just reading. You could tell he was just reading Nietzsche, and he was reading. He was just falling into that category of I hate everybody. Well, he was no going to go. He me. was going to go into the air force. Yeah, he was going to be. Gonna a, be a he was going to be a pilot yeah. and everything, and he was kind of working towards that. So what happens in this movie is you get uh, young Abigail Breslin, who's made a kind of career out of herself too. She she was in uh, the Zombieland movies, and she was in that Scream Queen show. It was really funny. She's she's a great actress, and she was super cute in this movie and you could tell watching it that this girl is going to be talented she was herself. like a 10 year old right? yeah she was like yeah. 7 yeah uh, she was young so <clears throat> so she gets this invitation to try out for or to be part of this kind of uh, uh, beauty pageant called the Little Miss Sunshine and they have to travel from like New Mexico to California and so they decide because they just took uh, Steve another Carell. creepy ass subject yeah. <laughs> kids beauty pageants oh, yeah. man. Oh, it, it really that's is creepy. fucking creepy shit and uh, so they decide they they have to bring Steve Carell because they just picked him up for, from the hospital and they were like they're not supposed to leave him alone they're not supposed to leave him around fucking uh, uh, knives and stuff <laughs> you, you get the impression that he he's he's all right now you know yeah. but he, he needs kind of at least that family element around so. Th- it becomes like a road trip movie. They all kind mm-hmm. of go into that RV bus and they're traveling together. Wasn't it just a VW and bus? It was a VW yeah. bus. Okay. And uh, remember the uh, the transmission gets screwed and they have to like push it yeah. up to third uh, to twenty miles remember, an hour to kick Jake it in the third gear. From, remember from uh, Martha Dumpchuk? Yeah. That was our that was our that tour bus. Tour bus. And Ethan oh, had yeah. one. Ethan had one. For it the it was time sort of great because so the very back, like. The amps slid in perfectly onto that shelf in the back, and it's like this was made to be a band van. There's there's a particular one that has like windows going all the way around, and then I think on top of that as well, and it's worth like a hundred and fifty or a hundred and sixty thousand dollars. I knew a guy in Arizona who had one, and he was a mechanic. He was working on my truck one day. Guy pulls over, sees the van, comes up to him, says, "Hey, man, I'll give you sixty-five thousand for that what? right now." And he goes, "Nope, that's my uh, retirement fund." And guys, like, he just put he it just indoors. Was it indoors? Cold. No, uh, yeah, it was. It was, I was like, I'm just gonna call okay, myself yeah. an Uber. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you can. No, was, no, he he just had it in his. He didn't drive. It, oh, okay. You know what I mean, yeah. he just had. He was it in just there. waiting for the market to go up. Yeah, up and, up. and I mean, and he straight up, dude, offered him sixty-five grand right now. Like, and he was just like, "Nope, that's my retirement plan right <laughs> wow. there." Like, give me your sixty-five. I know. I I went and this is a real quick story. I went to Swanee Music Fest one year and they had a dude there with one of these camper vans and the tops pop up Mm -hmm. and he had it painted like a can of spam and the pop looked like a piece of spam coming out. But he was selling spam sandwiches. Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome, that's dude. Really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this guy put a lot of thought into this. Thing. Well, some of the and this got Alan Arkin the Oscar for best supporting actor oh, in this movie, it? and he was so good in this movie. One of my favorite scenes is where he's in the back talking to Paul Dano. And he says, he says, take. He says, I'm going to tell you something, kid. Are you listening? Are you paying attention? Fuck a lot of women. Yeah. He said, don't fuck a single woman. You fuck a lot of women. He's like, I have no reason to lie to you, kid. <laughs> and, the, and the parents are like, shut up. Don't talk to him like that. Yeah. And uh, it, there's some great heartfelt moments in this movie. And you, uh, it, it all comes down to this, you know, the grandfather's training this little girl to uh, – to do her routine and they don't show this routine to the whole thing and uh it's like a dance routine it's like a dance routine yeah. and everything and it turns out it's like a, it turns part. out it's like a stripper yeah routine. yeah okay yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah everyone's booing them un- but the, the family's getting up and cheering from it's, yeah. it's all about the family kind of uh kind of pulling together bonding. and bonding together and they and it was really really great man and i i love the uh 
And even some of the darkest moments, and I'll spoil a little bit here, is that at, at some point the grandfather dies on the trip. Heroin and, is a hell and, of a drug. And, <laughs> and uh, you, you get the impression that he, he was in the latter of his life, and they still want that. They were like, the grandfather would want us to still do this thing, yeah. so they literally have to steal the body from the hospital. They slide him out the window. Yeah. And, and Steve Carell's on the other side. I think that's and they in the trailer, him. I think. Yeah, that, and, they, uh, oh, and they put him in the back of that uh, VW van and it's everything, than and they're just traveling. It's better than National Vacation. They strapped her ass. They get pulled over by, at some point by the highway patrol officer, who's uh, Hank from Breaking Bad, the, uh, the brother-in-law who's the DEA yeah. agent. Oh, yeah. Remember, he, and uh, Greg Kinnear is like looking at the back, and he's like, don't look at the trunk. And, and he's like, you know, you've just given me uh, a problem. <laughs> problem cause. Cause. Like, <laughs> yeah. He opens it and like the uh, like high society and club magazines fall out on the ground. And Hank's th- looking. Oh, I love these things. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes through them. And one of them is like a dude magazine because Steve Carell bought one for himself and everything. Right. And he just lets him go. <laughs> I, this is a connection I can make with that. I've been. <laughs> oh, pulled, really? <laughs> I've, been, I've been pulled over by the highway patrol with a body in my car before. What? And yeah, I that's have. Right, that's right. And I'll explain the story. <laughs> no, just, just leave it like that. No, no. <laughs> Paul and I worked for this company called Pro Run, yeah. and they would half of our business was bank stuff, and the other half was tissue, tissue and, yeah. medical samples. We'd pick so, up liver. I got a from call the airport from the this place in Alachua that does cadavers. Cadavers. <laughs> they packed this cadaver in ice. Like, put you it wouldn't in the know back. what was in it. No, they didn't tell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. gave me a letter. Uh-huh. You give this, you get pulled over. Yeah. I'm going through Lottie. Yeah. Fuck, I get pulled over. Oh, fuck. I get by the car, and he's like, kind of, he's like, going really fast. He's like, why? And I knew I was going to get a ticket, because yeah. it was Highway Patrol and Lottie. You're yeah. getting a ticket. Uh, you know? Yeah. And he, he said, so I, I said, here's my chance to get out of this ticket. Yeah. I said, I said, I'm transporting a cadaver to Jacksonville. He's like, the thing's dead. How long is it? It's not, a, <laughs> it's not an emergency. I said, I want to get it out of my car. (laughs) It smelled in my car like formaldehyde. I bet, yeah. And I was like, I want to get this out of my car. And he's looking at the letter. He's looking in there. He's looking at the letter. He fucking let me go, man. That's I, crazy, I think I would ask dude. more questions if you yeah, had. We pen. had delivered eyes, yep, uh, livers, what yep. a severed foot maybe once or yeah. something <laughs> like that. Uh, so it was it was these weird different you things. You delivered somebody's Porsche keys, right? Yeah, Porsche keys from from, from Gainesville the, to a strip club in Tampa. So they were like you could hire us for anything. Yeah. And it I, and it was like and I got paid like a hundred bucks. Yeah, I remember turning they, down You pay like yeah. Uh, one of the best jobs that would have been awesome to do, but you and me were on our way to see Megadeth and Corn in right. concert. And I had got a phone call right before we, we were left. going to see corn corn uh, just happened to be playing we liked them no, yeah, but we were going they to were, see we went to go see megadeth and i had got a call 20 minutes before we leave and they say hey we got to run if you want to do it to jacksonville we have you have to deliver a a news tape from tv 20 up to jacksonville for where the jaguars game is and they'll let you stay for the game in the booth and i was like oh, oh fucking course yeah i was like i'm on my way to see was, megadeth i can't were i can't they do the it patriots so I, yeah i don't know who it was yeah. and it was like it uh they needed that um tape there and they had to have someone else do it i would have loved yeah. to have done that run oh, but yeah. it was a fun job because they would pay like the porsche keys i think i got paid 150 dollars just to drive and back to then gas was yeah. 89 cents a gallon yeah. so yeah. it was it was an easy thing and sometimes you delivered weird so anyways shit. i had a body in my car yeah <laughs> <laughs> but little miss sunshine man a great movie and you don't think of it as a family movie but there is if you i, I wouldn't watch it with a it's probably or closer anything. to most people's Family, yeah, yeah. Then that obviously, what some you subjects. think a normal family is, I don't yeah. even know what a normal yeah. family. Obviously, is. had some touchy subject matter here and there, but overall, it, it was a fantastic movie that you could recommend to most people. Yeah, so check that movie out if you haven't seen it. Hell yeah! Uh, let's see. So this one, 
I, I really liked this movie. It had so many. <laughs> Why well, tw- I gotta say that first? <laughs> <laughs> it just. It, it, I don't worry when Justin talks. It's when you are picking a movie that I'm worried. Yeah. <laughs> so stick uh, with me. <laughs> yeah. Right? So this is uh, 2003's The Recruit. Oh. Nice, I like. Oh this. yeah, this, this was, was one of Dave's really good. This is one of Dave's movie. favorites. Yeah, there, I too. really, really like. I haven't this. seen this in a long time. So this is about. Uh, it's got Colin Farrell, Al Pacino, um, Bridget Moynihan. Bridget Moynihan for a while. Oh, she was so, yeah, she so was great in this. Um, yeah, and it's basically about the farm, and I, I've just always been very yeah. intrigued. Yeah, about yeah the me farm, too, man, dude. Like. I wanted to be an FBI agent. I was CIA, but I wanted to be FBI. Right. And so, you know, this is about, like, these people, like, going through tests and trainings and all this stuff yeah. to be in the CIA to be like an agent. A lot know? of mental stuff too, you yeah. know? And the, that's what, like, yeah. that's that really, what they really, fucked with him a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I just like her explanation to him when he's like, it doesn't, the, doesn't end yeah. until you give up the information. It's not like, yeah. who can you hold out? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like what finally got to you? Yeah. Mint julep? No, <laughs> no. What did he say? From, oh, like, from, oh, from uh, Rogan? Yeah, grasshopper. Yeah, grasshopper. Yeah. <laughs> what, what the grasshopper? One part creamed him in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was funny. Yeah. Um. And so Colin Farrell is like you know the top student basically, and Al Pacino like can tell that yep. you know this is probably going to be my guy, and so he kind of leans on him a little harder than any everyone else, and um, it's. <laughs> it's like feds yeah, except yeah, like but serious it's, it's you know? hardcore yeah it's you know? hardcore um, but there was a espionage a lot. factor to this thing it was really cool to kind of like because you started questioning you had opinions and then you're like wait am i wrong is that that yeah. is this is what's going on they, because they told it almost from colin you were in the dark along with colin you were Farrell. Um, yeah you, you were know, in when the dark. he found something out you found something out right but, yeah um, which would have been a different movie if they told it from pacino's point of view which would have been an interesting movie in itself yeah, too yeah. yeah so i mean and just to like give an idea um and this, this is kind of like a little spoiler but it also gives you a good tone mm-hmm. in the movie yeah. is when they have like the uh the r and r or you know they get to like they get to finally leave the farm to go out but everybody has like a mission oh and yeah. colin Farrell's mission was to like to pick up a girl or something like mm-hmm. that. And what's her name? Um, Bridget Moynihan. Bridget Moynihan. Yeah, is you know like they've been kind of flirty and mm-hmm. like they're competitive and stuff like that. And like he ends up instead of going and hooking up with somebody from town or whatever, he hooks up with her. And like it turns out that like she tells him straight up like yeah no you were my mission last night <laughs> you know what I mean and so oh, like yeah, that just goes to show like how, a lot of mind fucks in this yeah movie. man and so, I, I mean they did that because at the end they wanted you to think three different ways yeah you about did what was going on you did, you did too Absolutely and did. there was I mean there was so and the, I mean you can't <clears throat> talk too much about it that's one of my favorite yeah, scenes yeah. though is like when you because it was kind of like a oh shit like, yeah when, you know? yeah I know what scene you're talking about um, too, yeah. you know but like yeah it was just such an interesting movie uh, when they were torturing that's him, what I was just about to well, say he brought yeah. in her pants and she he's yeah. like look she pissed herself yeah because he was saying tell us or we're gonna beat on her yeah and uh, and really if he had if he really thought about it he yeah. should have known they're that, not gonna you kill know, that, one that, of the other students yeah yeah I mean you gotta realize that they are always going to be fucking with you yeah, yeah. you know if you had actually had a conversation with somebody that had gone through it before that would probably be the information they would ensue with you it says don't believe everything you see because right. they are always gonna be fucking with you yeah 
Um, yeah, dude, it just fuck, man. Like it was good. I, like I thought it, it went I under like, the radar a lot, especially like for a Pacino too. movie too. Yeah, I remember we were big fans of it when it first. I came wasn't out. let down by the ending, but I wanted the motivations to be more than just greed. Like I think it came down to greed yeah. was the motivation for what happened, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, I wish it was something deeper. Yeah, like because revenge or yeah. something, yeah. man. Yeah, but it was interesting. But it was super good. I it was this. super good. It was one of those things that a lot of people aren't privilege to the stuff that goes on in that type of lifestyle like, and that kinda, kind of stuff. I, I bet it'd be cool for like 5% of the time. And yeah. then 95% of the time, it's you just looking at a computer screen. It's true. You, yeah. <laughs> you get the feeling that a lot of people watched it and some people ran out <laughs> and wanted to be a part of it and other people had talked them out of it and they were like, fuck uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. I told, My recruiter talked me out of it. Yeah. I told you I wanted to go in the FBI yeah. and so I went, was going to go the police route uh-huh. and he's like, what do you want to do? I said, I want to go in the FBI. I want to be an FBI profile. Yeah. I want to work to catch psychopaths because yeah. I think I understand them. Yeah. <laughs> why are you giving me crazy? Yeah. Why, why are you blinking like that? <laughs> why aren't you blinking at all? <laughs> you have shark eyes. <laughs> Anyways, he's like, you want to get to the FBI? Go be an accountant. Yeah. Huh. Get a, the highest accounting degree you can and then just go to their forensic no. Financial forensic department, and that's how they catch people. It was almost similar. They to, catch them by the money. Huh? It was almost, almost similar to John Hamm's kind of uh, instructions for yeah. Adam Driver in yeah. that you can't uh, stop that the report. Floor money, man. He says you go, you 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 work underneath this person, and you get a lot of that kind of uh, uh, expertise, and then you'll get in there. It's it's those routes that you don't expect because you've been watching yeah. movies your whole I was life. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. My mom was an accountant. I'm like, I want to hang from that little thing. In yeah, the you know that you thing. Know, you know that thing. <laughs> Speaking of Alan Arkin. <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah, I, so I quickly realized, okay, accountants probably don't make great field ops. Right. So they're sitting in a room. So, so Dave got some guns. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't buy my first gun until like three years ago. Yeah. I'm 47. And, and really, you got to do it just because of the farm. You know, I live you, out in the farm. Yeah, if I had to shoot something, I want to be able to have the... Yeah. I don't have the right you gotta gun. Be worried about if that. I got to kill something, I want to kill it. I want to <laughs> kill myself. You, you got coyotes around here. Oh. Coyotes will snatch all your... Pets and everything yeah. you can't Bobcats have. Bobcats and hawks. Bobcats and, and everything else, you know. Uh. Anyways. <laughs> Recruit, good one. Yeah. I was expecting when I had sent you guys a whole, I had, I had put together like this crazy list of like 60 or 70 movies. I would have guessed Dave would have snatched this one up. Yeah, I'm glad he too. didn't. Yeah. Uh, what do you I, I would have if I had you remembered it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I went off the list a little bit. This, no, But this next one was certainly on there. And at the time, I loved this movie. It's There Will Be Blood. Oh. Oh, no. I still love it. Still one of my favorites, man. Dan- I mean, Daniel Day Lewis. Daniel Day Lewis uh, as the oil uh, man. Aldano. Yeah, Aldano. That's this is the first thing I think I saw him in. Yeah, and he... you didn't see Little Miss Sunshine before this. Oh, you're yeah. right. You're yeah. right. I. I mean, it was a smaller role. Obviously, he didn't talk much. You still haven't yeah. seen the best Paul Dano movie ever, which is what it's Looper. The... No, <laughs> oh, it's good. Looper, <laughs> yeah, man. Was. Oh, probably he was. was so good. I totally forgot it, about that. It was the one he did with John Cusack when they played. Oh, the yeah, they played Brian. Um, the Wilson. Manson things, but the Brian Wilson. Wilson, no Beach Boys. Yeah, the Beach was, Boys. That's right. Oh, really? But it did like the early and the and the later on, uh-huh. and he was full mental illness by the end of it. Yeah, oh, wow. It played by John Cusack. Great, like didn't have control over his faculties. Yeah. Really, wow. No, Paul, and, uh, Paul Dano. Paul Dano was the man. young one, and it yeah. was so awesome. But yeah, he was awesome in this and, movie. And it's hard to be preacher? opposite Daniel Day oh, Lewis in everything and anything, and it they really cast that well. Uh, and fun fact. That scene where, where he came like hat in hand looking for 500 bucks yep. to tell him where the oil was, yep. that was all he was hired to do. 
and uh, oh, in the movie, in the movie, huh? That was the only role they wanted him for. This is P.T. Anderson. Was yeah, and P.T. Anderson so. was like, I need to. He, I don't even. Know, I don't know if he created the preacher character yeah. or if he just replaced the guy that was going to play him. Yeah. But that that was all he was supposed to do. Yeah. Wow. And would have been crazy. We would have never seen how. And we've that been, preacher scene of him baptizing him was just. Oh, oh yeah. We have a sinner here. Yeah. Oh, oh god. Insane. I mean, the whole movie, the music was kind of crazy, and the. Daniel Day-Lewis always goes that next level. You hear about him being that Sean Penn type character that will fall into something. And even like on Lincoln where he wanted to be called Mr. President. And they were like, whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, Mr. President. M- Mr. President. Because Mr. President. obviously he's good. <laughs> and we've been on the P.T. Anderson uh, bandwagon back yeah. since Hard oh, yeah. Eight and uh, Boogie Nights and Magnolia. So we were already but on board for this. If you were going to put a list together of a slice of a movie that's a disaster sequence... That oil rig blown up where the kid lost his hearing, that whole oh, scene. God. Oh, God. The music? With yeah. the music there and, like, the sound after jump, he had that. I used to jump right to that scene, man. That so good. was done so well. Yeah. That scene and was that done so scene, well. I drink your milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> they did SNL skit with that, too. God, did they? Yeah. yeah. God, it was such a fantastic movie. Just, I, I love the scene where he's sitting in front of the town, but they don't oh, show yeah. the town. Yeah. They just put it on him with his son next to him before he lost his hearing and everything and he was like i'm an oil man and he just continues yeah. talking like, we're gonna build schools he's like yeah. it's a shame that you don't have we're gonna fix bread. that like know? every we're gonna have growing your farmland because yeah. it was a real shitty town when nothing grew they had goats yeah. there and that's or that it. crazy scene where he's like eating uh lunch and that one guy comes into the town and he comes over to him and he says i'm gonna sneak in your uh house in the middle of the night and slit your throat and he's like what the hell are you talking about yeah. you just threatened to slit my throat why would you do that and or the scene where what's his name uh, kevin j o'connor showed up as his long lost brother yeah there and oh my that God, scene man. when he it's, when they went swimming together. Yeah, it's very difficult, too. And it's probably the most intense I've ever seen an actor where it, it must have been hard to... Because if you see Daniel Day-Lewis in real life, he is not that guy. He's meek. He is so meek and yeah. soft-spoken, and he's got his British accent. And then he just becomes this kind of he grizzly three, guy. That he, had three or four, he had three or four scenes that would have been Oscar-worthy yeah. Speeches. Yep. The speech he gave to his deaf son, deaf son, yep. when he was like, "You're not even my kid." Yep. Translate yep. that to him. Yeah. And like he just wrote him off in a, in a heartbeat. Yep. <clears throat> He's worried more about his image. Yeah. And then the, than the scene at the uh, obviously the bowling alley at the end, and yep. then the st- stuff with him and uh, Kevin J. O'Connor at the uh, like uh, the, with, uh, the scene where they're at the fire. The, the creepy stuff was when he went to that old man's house. Yeah. And he found out that the old man was like touching his daughters yep that was like paul dano's kid uh paul dano's family yeah yep man so good man yeah it's a really good mom love this movie I need it's to one of our favorite that. movies it's intense it's it really intense. is it's it's one of those things you feel relieved at the end yes yeah that by, i remember you're like i'm so glad this movie is yeah. over yeah it's such a great movie yeah. <laughs> it's like i'll see you again Five years yeah, ago. Exactly. Uh, I'm always excited when Daniel Day Lewis, because this was after playing Bill the Butcher and everything, or doing My Left Foot and uh, The Last Mohicans. I mean, he just puts he is, so, when he you is think, next level yeah. actor. When you think of an actor, I am always the ones. 
if you if I hear that you had problems getting out of your character for months yeah, after, yeah, yeah, yeah. that usually means I liked you. You can be in my movie. And there's two actors that, uh, and I think you have another one with this guy coming up, is uh, those Maybe. two actors are Sean Penn and Daniel Day-Lewis. You hear about that all the time, yep. that it's not always an enjoyable thing. I think of Sean Penn's, uh, I always go back to uh, Sean Penn in uh, Casualties of War, where Michael J. Fox gave an interview and said, it was a pleasure to work with Sean Penn. He's like, I'm not sure I enjoyed it uh, a lot. He was a really kind of asshole prick to deal with, but I got it. I understood it, and it's yeah. what he needed to go through, so we yeah. allowed him to, to be that guy. But it's it's got to be difficult for some people. You know, I, I always also go back to the scene where uh, our, our, uh, there's a behind-the-scenes story about Marathon Man where uh, what's our main guy who played the dentist? Uh, Lawrence, Olivier. Lawrence Olivier. So Lawrence Olivier was watching... Um, Dustin Hoffman running around the block before scenes and everything that just kind of built up. He's that runner. He's that <laughs> marathon man. And he's like, have you tried acting, young man? <laughs> Instead of just putting <laughs> yourself in there. Yeah. Like, Brit. yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> like, you know, some, hey, some, some of those actors that, are man. really method. I mean, yeah. they call that's what they call that, the method acting kind of I mean, of it. if you get punched in the face, I don't have to react if you punch me in the face. Yeah, right? I'm just going to react <laughs> yeah. I get punched in the face. And there you go. You got it. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> It's right. in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Great so, one, man. There will be Great one. one. You couldn't right. have Dan. You have to have Daniel Day Lewis in a movie. Oh, absolutely. And this next one, I love this movie, man. And this was uh, another movie that kind of took you on a ride that you didn't expect. You were you thought you were watching one movie, and it turned out you were watching something else. And it, it got the first directing Oscar for any. any probably could have deserved it for so many movies before this, but it got Ron Howard his first uh, uh, directing Oscar and uh, a Best Picture is uh 2001's a beautiful mind oh great great true story and like you said there's probably not much we can uh talk about that's that's not going to be spoilers so i'll warn you ahead we're going to have to be a little spoiler on this one because it's kind of the heart of this movie is what's actually going on and it's based on the true story of john nash who's this famous mathematician who is just uh i mean you kind of look back and you you think maybe he is a little autistic he's he's in certainly got to be i mean if you're the world's greatest mathematician yeah i don't think you can not be autistic yeah yeah to figure that stuff out because it's it's not linear thinking, yeah. right? <laughs> and, and it's the interaction he has with other people. There's some great stuff with him and uh, Adam Goldberg and Anthony Rapp, which I, I thought was great to see them together again because those were the two guys from Days and Confused. Remember Adam Goldberg's the one that's, who's like, "I want to dance." Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. that redheaded kid that's in the car with him is uh, Anthony Rapp. Anthony Rapp was also the main kind of guy that. Uh, that blew the whistle on uh, uh, Kevin Spacey, Kevin Spacey yeah. and now he's got he a was huge, Adventures in Babysitting he's got a, right? a, an Adventures in Babysitting and he's in a huge role in that new uh, Star Trek series yeah. he's like one of the nice. the first officers and everyone loves him and I always loved Anthony Rapp and he was great in this movie as kind of opposite Josh Lucas also another uh, uh, Josh Lucas we talked earlier um being in uh, that Ford versus Ferrari, he was great in A Beautiful Mind, and uh, I and should also mention the 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 amazing uh, Paul Bettany and uh, Jennifer Connelly, and I've always right, loved Jennifer, Jennifer Connelly. Connelly. Jennifer Connelly is probably my big Hollywood crush, and she looks. She just keeps getting hotter, in my opinion. They, at some point <laughs> in the movie, they make her look like a seventy-five-year-old, and I'm like, "Yep, still hot." <laughs> it's kind of hard. They'd have to hire oh, the, God. the monster maker. And, and I've been watching her. Monster. I know. I've been watching her for years. I thought she was hot when she looked all trashy and Requiem for a Dream. I was like, ah, oh, Jennifer Connelly looks so hot. <laughs> and she ended up marrying Paul Bettany. They have like two kids together. Who's so they, Paul, they're, Bettany uh, Paul Bettany's Vision uh, from the Marvel movies. Um, hmm. Who else? He's the, <laughs> he's the, the one red, movie I was. He's the redheaded guy that his his roommate 
in the, in the movie who's I, uh, Russell. I guess we should mention Russell Crowe's name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that guy. Uh, Russell Crowe was so good in this movie, man. So so what's going on in this movie? He's a mathematician. He's going to I think it's Princeton. I think he's uh, I think it's cr- Princeton. Probably correct that he's going to, or it could be MIT. Maybe it's MIT. And uh, he gets at some point Ed Harris also in the movie. He gets called by the uh, kind of government to go check in on these uh, code breaking stuff, and he ends up helping the the government and everything. And then he gets called in separately by Ed Harris, who Ed Harris tells him, he says, "We want you to be part of this kind of covert kind of operation where." Uh, where we're going to send you stuff, we're going to send you magazines, we're going to, uh, you're going to look for uh, inconsistencies. We think the Russians are sending these code-breaking things through, through like Time Magazine and Newsweek and everything. And you, you do your research, you're able to easily identify code words and everything. And then we're going to have a drop site for you to drop all these, your work into it and everything, and you're going to be helping the government and everything. And uh, his uh, nobody knows about it. He's you see him kind of start this relationship with Jennifer Conley, and the only other person that he's really kind of close with is his uh, roommate, played by Paul Bentley, and the roommate's uh, niece, uh, this little girl, cute little girl that he has interactions with, and also Ed Harris. And at some point in the movie, you're watching this all play out, and this is kind of the more spoilery part of this, uh, Christopher Plummer shows up, and Christopher Plummer says, I'm a doctor, and I'd like to have a word with you and everything, and uh, uh, Russell Crowe becomes belligerent, and they have to actually take him, uh, restrain him, and bring them, and he's screaming at top of his lungs, they're taking me against my will, somebody call the cops and everything, and they bring him into the office, and it's revealed right there that... He's got major schizophrenia, like major, major schizophrenia, (laughs) where the characters, not only is the Ed Harris character's not real, the Paul Bettany character's not real, the little girl's not real, and the work that he thinks he's doing is not real. It's all in his head, and they literally have to, and Jennifer Connelly can't believe it. I mean, they have to literally show her the stuff that he's been doing. She ends up... Uh, going he's to still a brilliant a, mathematician. Yeah, he's, he's just, very brilliant. Yeah. He ends he's up winning the Nobel a, Prize. He's working a project that no Doesn't one told exist. him to do. Yeah. That didn't, was, and they have to do shock treatments five an hour long, five times a week uh, or something like that. Wouldn't you be like worried you killing the genius, though? When, yeah, I mean, this was way back in the day. I mean, this was somewhat of a period piece where it was done in, like, the 50s and stuff. But Jennifer Connelly had to actually go to the Dropbox and pulled all the stuff out. Remember, she confronted him at the hospital where he's like, you got to get me out of here. They think yeah. this is going on. And to find Ed Harris's character and everything. And she immediately drops the... The work, which is only the which just almost blows his mind. Like, how did you get this? How do you know about this? And she has to literally like scream at him to shut up and everything. And she, over and over again, and he, at some point, he has to he get goes off his meds because he can't pleasure his wife. He doesn't know he's not getting an enjoyment on things where a lot of people who are on those meds feel that way. And then he thinks Ed Harris has come back to him. Remember, he turns his shed into like this whole operation center yeah. and everything. And she walks into the shed and don't say you never want them to go in the shed. He, <laughs> he not that any good happens that in that shed. That is my shed. Yeah, you don't that's go my in that shed. You don't ask. Why is there seven shed. locks yeah. on there? Anything it's, you hear from that shed? Yeah. you didn't hear nothing from that shed. <laughs> not your she shed. That's yeah. my shed. <laughs> uh, and uh, remember, I got a dead body in my car before. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, he. Uh, 
he's got the baby in the bathtub with the water <laughs> running and she's got to grab the baby and she's in the car ready to leave and he has to stop her in the car and he he says she never gets old you know that little girl that i see yeah. she never gets old and that it's something in his something concrete that he can hold on to and everything yeah and more power to the jennifer Connolly character playing his wife who's stuck with him through all this and it, it works all the way down to him winning the nobel prize and going to switzerland and collecting it and everything but it also goes to the point where these never go away even to the end where yeah. he's like old you see the paul bentney character and the ed harris character and the little girl all walking hand in hand almost yeah. right next to him and he's like they're, they're never here he says i've just learned to ignore them and they kind of learned to if ignore they were me. real to you huh. and you enjoyed their company would you want to get rid of them too yeah i mean it's it's one of those things it's it's finding I mean, out the world is what you my perception of myself is way grander than I am, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. So I have to live a much better life because of it. I could just right? imagine but, that finding out something that you thought you yeah, were 100% sure that was real. that You know I'm not. married, right? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Just check it. Just check it. You being a single guy. You being a single guy, you <laughs> yeah. might not know that. <laughs> Wait, what are you saying? <laughs> I'm texting my wife right now. <laughs> Unfortunately, well, Dave's actually just sitting here all by himself. Damn it. Dave's <laughs> out here, man. I'm yeah. creating, but I'm, I'm creating storylines for you guys <laughs> as you guys. So... This is yeah. This is my uh, podcast. I'm yeah. signing off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So a beautiful mind, man. It, it, it's fantastic. It's it's even even knowing what's going on. It's a fantastic uh, movie to revisit. So check it out. And the great Ron Howard, man. And Ron Howard's done a lot of great stuff. It's he really should have won for Apollo 13. I'm not sure what won that year. What year was this? This was 2001. Uh, I wonder what pull up 2000 to 2009 Oscars. <laughs> Oh shit, that's a big list, man. Yeah. I, I bet. I bet most of it's uh, most. We're on. I bet we. No, there's did a lot a good of them job. that are on this uh, for sure. <laughs> All right, Justin, what's your uh, your number one? We're going through number ones right All now. All right, yeah. So now this one's this one's got a lot of twists and turns. Yeah, in it, it does. Um, it's even got a long name. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. God, man, such a great script. This really movie. great script. Yeah. I remember watching the first trailer and I was like, holy crap. I yeah. can't believe that somebody made this movie and I have to see it. It's just so kind of like, I don't know. You don't know. It's different. I, man. Yeah. And, until I you mean, find she has me- mental illness, right? Well. Her character? Kate Winslet? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I, a slight bit. She's weird. So, she's kind of a weird, quirky character. I'm not I sure liked her it, character. Oh, she's it so good. Great. I wonder who directed I think this is the same guy who did Being John Malkovich, right? Which uh, is also a weird-ass movie. Michael Gondry. I'll have to look up Michael Gondry's movie. Go ahead. Charlie Kaufman wrote it. Oh, Charlie Kaufman's oh, great, man. Guy. I mean, he if you if you've seen adaptation, that movie is about. Yeah, he wrote him. himself in that movie. Yeah, which is weird, <laughs> uh, but also great. Yeah. Um, so Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet, um, they they pretty much are like falling in love, right? Like, and and I remember there's like they meet on the train. Yeah. Um, and they have this like blossoming relationship but then at the same time like he starts to almost like see and recall things that like didn't really happen right isn't that kind of how it goes oh i well i remember a lot of what i remember is just the bad he remembers really clearly the bad parts of the relationship that he was in because remember the, the you should let's, let's talk about the service that's offered right first, see because, and I didn't know if you wanted to go into no that I think they life. have to you have yeah. to talk about the service that, because a lot of this reminds me mm. of cold souls. cold souls yeah it really does that quirky one where you remove your soul and it makes your life easier right, yeah well tell us about what the service is so basically they 
take away memories yeah. from you. Specific and, memories. Yeah, and um, they have a team. It's like Total Recall's other company. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, yeah, try yeah. to get people on the comeback. Instead yeah. of inserting memories, <laughs> they're removing Oh, them. you want to exactly. get rid of them? Um, we got a service for that, too. It's also yeah. the first time I ever saw Mark Ruffalo in a movie. I remember he was in it, and because him and uh, really? what's the Frodo's name, Elijah Wood, him and Elijah yeah. Wood were the techs that would show up at the right. house and yeah. remove right. the memories from your head. Yeah, and uh, and basically, what's his name? Uh, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey thinks it's an ingenious idea. He's that heartbroken that he thinks that removing the memories of his ex girlfriend will make him feel better. And you know? well, but also she feels. The same way. Yeah, she feels know. the same way. Um, the, the way they show the memories being removed, though, is what makes this very cartoonish, so clever. Almost, you like know, when they're running from that because spotlight. We're, because we're seeing it, or with them like with her on the ice or everything, and then she just suddenly slides away, and that represents that memory going. Right. Yeah. And then at some point, he regrets kind of what he's doing you yeah. know he's like no i don't want to remove these memories but he's under you know he, right. he has no say in it yeah so he's basically running through his id almost in a way but she starts helping him right in the id she starts saying okay run with me come this way yeah, yeah, so yeah, they yeah. couldn't get to his right. memories yeah, she's yeah. like coaching him on how to run away from it yeah oh, it's so good it was, um, it was very, very ingenious, ingenious. Well, definitely a head trip and like and then you remember elijah wood yeah was using all of the stuff that he was seeing yeah. from Jim Carrey's memories to then go and seduce <laughs> yeah. Kate Winslet and <laughs> be like the right. perfect guy. Yeah. Um, That's right. Oh, I, I haven't seen this in so long and I really need to rewatch it. It's it was, so good. It was really, really yeah, good. Yeah. It was an amazing movie. Yeah. Like, awe, you know what I mean? Like, it was just so well put together and, and written. Yeah. And, like, it was one of the ones when everyone saw it, they were like, holy crap, dude. Yeah. You need to Did see this Did this come movie. in before The Truman Show or after The Truman Show? Um, I think after. Uh, but it was that period of time where Jim Carrey was doing a lot of like serious movies yeah. where he had some comical elements in it, but they weren't overall like Man on the Moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never saw that. You never saw Man Truman on the Moon? Show was 98 oh, man, and this was 2004. Okay, so yeah. a little ways after. So Truman Show, uh, Man on the Moon was really great, that Andy Kaufman uh, mm-hmm. uh, movie. It was, yeah. it was definitely worth seeing, but I'm, I'm waiting for Jim Carrey to... Uh, I don't think Sonic the Hedgehog is not going to be the movie I, that brings him back, yeah. but I, I still I think he looks... he's doing that. I still think he looks funny in it. <laughs> Cheddar. Yeah, friend. I suppose so. I, he might be the lots. only reason I do watch that movie when it comes out on Redbox. Yeah. He's the voice. He's the villain. He's no, he's the villain guy. with yeah. the curly mustache yeah. and uh, the. Gotcha. Yeah, he. It looks good. I'd rather play the game than watch the movie. To be honest yeah. with you, right, yeah. I, I don't think James Marsden helps it much because James Marsden's kind of got a uh, a track record of like in Hop. He's in. He just right. does a lot of silly ass movies for kids and everything. So I'm not sure he helps it. Did you ever see? Much. Uh, did you ever see the number twenty three? Uh, once I saw it, and that was one of the ones that I, I think I wanted it to be better than it was, but it was it was still I, interesting. I thought it was still, it was still pretty interesting good. As yeah, hell. Um, I was gonna Jim make... Carrey's a great actor, man. Yeah. He's one of those uh, comedians that you never, if you watched way back in the day with In Living Color, in a million yeah. years you never would have thought, uh, or even Ace Ventura. They're like, this is the guy who talks out of his ass, right? Uh, <laughs> you, you never expected him, but Do he's you definitely got have him. a mint. <laughs> Maybe some banaka. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's that he's that level of actor that can play s- as silly as silly can be, but then can also be very hard. I bet it took him dra- time to get movies. to that, though. Oh yeah, yeah. Or or at least it took a director or a writer to spotlight the idea that he could pull it off. I'm not sure what the first movie he did, which was kind of what you said. This was before or after Truman Show. You said this was after. after. This was after Truman, Truman Show. Was so Truman Show might have been the first earlier. movie that he did where it was like not 
ridiculously well, silly. And it still had... And it, it still had that moment. It had comedy to it. I mean, you he know? can't just jump straight into, like, number 23, which was... Was there zero... There was, like, zero comedy in that movie, right? Yeah, no, there was yeah, It was, like, a straight-ass kind of thriller. It was... It, well, I mean, it was almost like... Um, like Almost like a detective story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, where, where Jim he, Carrey narrated the story. Yeah. Was um, it animated? No, no, no. No, no, no. no. Um, but he found this... <laughs> Would have been interesting. <laughs> he found, yeah, he found this book, and it was like this great detective novel, and he was reading it, and there were like certain similarities. Yeah, clues and stuff that he got obsessed with that his yeah. family could not understand why he was getting obsessed with it, and it took yeah. him down this long road where he was very close to at any moment losing his mind yeah. if not already there conspiracy theories yeah. and like, and it had like it, a shock ending too right i can't yeah, remember I what the ending was, is yeah, yeah yeah i'll have to rewatch um, it so yeah it was good yeah but yeah eternal sunshine man it's a good good pick right there yeah all right dave what you got number one i saw this uh in the theater with my wife oh right one of the nice a long time ago i've seen it recently but um milk <laughs> I've seen it very recently, and okay. I had not seen it until earlier really? this week. And it was one of those movies that I always knew I was going to like. I just and I had bought. I bought it like one of the book sales for a quarter. It was like Fair. a quarter, and I was like, "Well, I'm buying it because I know everyone loves it and everything." And yeah, it did not disappoint. Such a great story. And if you know anything about San Francisco history or something, I guess uh, everyone just knows civil liberties. Civil liberties in general. Like, yeah. I mean, this was yes, a he was the this. first uh, openly gay person to uh, hold politi- public office. Own public office in so California. Was, in California, yep. he was on the uh, supervisor. Yeah, yeah so supervisor. The way that and that you can the way this, the, the, the way that the cities work is is they have a city manager or mayor, yeah. but then he reports. There's a board that represents each of the little counties, the districts that make up like Alachua County. But the right. uh, the movie ruins it in the first thirty seconds, so you can ruin it. You can tell what. Yeah, happens. so he's. I mean, if you knew the story, anyways, this yeah, is a yeah, true story. True. So the story's about Harvey Milk. Like Paul said, he's a he's a politician from New York. He's dictating California. Uh, California, sorry. He's di- he's from New York. Yeah, he moved to California. He's dictating at the beginning of the movie, you know, if I'm assassinated. And he is, because they show the they show the they sh- footage. They have a lot of real footage put in there. We should mention this is Gus Van Zandt who did this movie, who yeah. always does polarizing movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has done Elephant. It. Right? Elephant was a yeah. big one that was on that list, but I just couldn't bring myself to put it on there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There's enough depressing enough stuff enough on my list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why I had to put Back Snake Bone on there. But they show, like, the, uh, what's that Feinstein lady who's talking about uh, Harvey Milk being yeah. assassinated right in the opening credits. So you know that it's building yeah. up to him being killed. Mm-hmm. But uh, he literally started the the movement there was a lot of gay people living in san francisco yeah. but they weren't the, really uh, united castro, castro, castro district. district which is one of my wives every time we go to a big city my uh wife uh loves to go to the gay districts so every city has a major one but the, the probably the biggest one is that castro key west district. they just call it key west yeah, yeah it's called key west <laughs> and, uh but uh the castro district is very famous provincetown for a lot of stuff provincetown she my would, wife, she's never been there and my wife would love provincetown uh, you so and good. you and my wife we could probably have great vacations because yeah. she likes all the same stuff yeah yeah she uh you want to go where the food is awesome and everything is fun yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> under the gay district oh sure yeah. for sure <laughs> Uh, so yeah, tell so us a he, little bit about it. Um, Great uh, he was a lawyer. actors in this movie, I think too. he was a lawyer or, a, or something in New York, or a churn salesman yeah. that had some money and just... Like, he was just sick of things he being was, like uh, the way they were. He was sick of living in the closet, yeah. having to be a closeted gay man. He wanted to go somewhere where he could... So they cut forward to him after he met... Uh, Franco. James Franco, who's awesome yeah. in this movie. Neil Hirsch, and I don't, also yeah, really good. Who is also awesome, yeah. both of which I didn't know when I first watched him. Oh, yeah. Like James Franco, 
I didn't really pay. He was around, but because he was from that TV show, yeah, it was Freaks and Geeks. But I never yeah. watched that TV uh-huh. show, so I knew he was Josh somebody. Brolin. Also, very Josh good Brolin movie. was great. Yeah, and it's funny they do a clip at the end, and all the people looked like all the people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That like was uh, really good. They the did. mayor, the mayor who was with Harvey through this whole thing and was yeah. kind of a big supporter for him, also died in the assassination. Um, yeah. So what ha- what happened? He got elected. That was kind of the first part of the movie, the first milestone. Yeah. But what they want that. That Christian evangelist, and this is she was around a little That's bit before from, we start. Uh, no, Michael Clayton. Yeah, him, yeah. but also the woman. She would Christian evangelist woman that would yeah, fly yeah, around. Yeah, I can't remember trying her name. to uh, just damn. What's her name? Get um. I yeah, I should remember because she's. Awesome. But that guy, that uh, the guy yeah. from Michael Clayton, he is yeah. openly gay in real life. Yeah, and it's so interesting to see him come in and play a role of somebody who's so anti-gay, but he does like it equating so well. them with pedophiles. So yeah. what they wanted to do is and she was sponsoring just... a bill called Prop Six in California, which would have made it legal to fire anybody that was a homosexual. Couldn't be a teacher couldn't work with kids so they basically wanted to say and we they can't be trusted they're pedophiles That's terrible and so, so it was a grassroots movement man they they just brought everybody together they had the numbers mm-hmm. and uh it was just weird that dan character was weird like he got drunk and it almost seemed like he was gonna make oh, out the, with the Sean Penn character yeah you kind of got the impression that he might have been a closeted gay character and that's why he had such a problem he with voted him against him on a bunch of stuff yeah, the only <clears throat> person that would vote against him and he too. kind of got humiliated when when he passed his yeah. prop six so he resigned and then immediately was like what the fuck did i do i don't want to resign yeah and uh, they, they wouldn't let him it. back in. Yeah. They, the mayor the was like, like you. we got your resignation. We're honoring it. Damn. And so he... He, he snuck in. He snuck in. He snuck in, in like early uh, in the morning. Yep. Because he, so he wouldn't have to go through security. Went, he couldn't. I think he was banned from the building at that point. Yep. But he grabbed a 38 in real life, climbed yep. through the bottom window. First went in and shot the mayor. Yeah. Uh, then cool. walked the, across the entire length of the building. Jeez. And, and asked to meet him in his office. Yeah. He hadn't. Sean Penn's Harry Milk hadn't learned that he had been. And they were let such go. adversaries, but they were also very. They had a they, lot of affection they, for each other. They were nice to each other. You know, they were like. Uh, I think Sean Penn was like, "Listen, enough. I get it. Nobody wants to. Nope, not everybody likes gay people. You don't have to accept my lifestyle. You just yeah. have to understand. We're every one of you know somebody who's gay, right. and you just that don't was know the key it. To, to Harvey. He wanted everyone to come out. Yeah, and on his team especially, he was like, "Who here hasn't come out to their yeah. family?" And one he guy handed, says, "I haven't come out to my father." And he like handed him the yeah. phone. Call, He's like, call him right call now, him right, right now. here, right now. And and he went <laughs> into the other room and he came out to his father. He says because it is so important for everyone to know a gay person. And it, it, even still, that's the case. And that's why I'm always thrilled when there's shows like Modern Family that have that, that really great gay couple in there because it kind of brings it into people's homes uh, and puts it in the It's forefront. a lot more accepted. I have, and it keeps getting a lot more accepted, I mean, and it's good, but it's still... I have so many gay friends in my life, too. Like, um, I think 80% of my friends are, are, are gay, so it's always kind of... Uh, it always seems very strange when anyone... And, I don't ha- has yeah. anything against a, a, a gay person. It just doesn't even compute with me. Yeah. And it, I think some of my neighbors might disagree with you. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, well, <laughs> that's the, the problem. Country. That's the problem with living in a blue city surrounded yeah. by a river of red. Yeah. You know, because we really are surrounded we by are. some real some friggin' red. bigoted people. Gainesville. Uh, <laughs> I, I always feel bad for my wife having to work in those outskirts and everything, and trying to kind of talk to these people and everything. And she knows they're straight up racists. And I mean, just, we got two trucks on the street. That display their confederate flag in yeah. the back window I mean, like it's they, just like you'd have to pry it out of their cold dead hand type of 
I mean, if, if people aren't out there thinking that, uh, I mean, well, if anything, we've learned from this administration that it's like people have taken their masks off and they are all about showing straight up who they are and what they believe. And they, I mean, at least you now you know where they are. Yep. Well, you know? they're going to have to bury themselves back under their rocks, unfortunately, because they, or fortunately, it's, I guess. I don't know this how is, you look This at movie it, should be essential viewing. It really should. Just to get a sense of how hard and difficult it was. It was literally yeah. the next civil rights fight uh-huh. after. And it, know, he, it reshaped like, California and certainly uh, San Francisco. Yeah. And the good thing is, is, you know, people complain about California being, we need California. Absolutely. California has so much power. They go and yeah. negotiate stuff with foreign powers yeah. outside <laughs> of the federal government. Cal- I mean, they're huge. They're California a- and Massachusetts really are huge. Maine, kind of Maine, Maine is Maine, New England in general, basically, but certainly Massachusetts is kind of a great state for. It just it doesn't. If you talk to anyone from Massachusetts, it, they they are. Uh, you can almost assume they're liberal because yeah. that's how everyone has always been. Although there. we had a we had a governor of Massachusetts for how long? That was that was uh, yeah, Republican. Uh, what's his name? What's his name? Uh, shit, I can't remember his name. Mitt uh, Mitt Romney. That was crazy. Uh, when yeah, he, won. he was. Uh, was like, how did that I think happen? they have a Republican right now? Yeah, uh, how does that then, happen? Yeah, that's but they have uh, Elizabeth Warren's obviously from there, and that's uh, called gerrymandering right yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> but there's some states you always know is going to be blue and everything. And yeah, we're, we're in a uh, state right now that could uh, that always is kind of flip flopping and it's on the edge of going blue, and hopefully it will happen this time. But it's. Uh, I think when the economy is good, Massachusetts has no problem becoming blue again. Yeah. I, I think, mean, they are. Blue. I think sometimes they are blue. They, are they blue. just have uh, they just have a couple of red kind of uh, yeah. representatives within the state. We grew up in Cape Cod yeah. area and South Boston, oh, South yeah, yeah. Boston, South so Boston, was... close to Rhode Island. So yeah. we are very uh, almost always in Rhode Island or South Boston. So yeah, it, it's a fantastic movie. And Sean Penn also won the Academy Award for this. Deserved it. Has that ability? Next like we level. Had mentioned that he just falls into that character, and you have. You believe it's him, you know, and and you look at the different characters. He plays tough ass as nails motherfuckers in movies like Casualties of War, and then he'll play these very sympathetic kind of meek characters like Harvey Milk, and you're like, man, that's how Tom you can Penn tell. Did it nearly wrecked his career, uh, <laughs> or, or like or Boston low level mafia in Mystic River. You yeah. know, he you can almost not tell him from one character. But another. when he is that character, you totally believe it. Like yeah, absolutely. He, he made out with more dudes in this movie. Yeah, than, he just falls in. He's than this Sharon is the Stone. Ha- has. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Christina Ricci and Black Snake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, my number one, and I, I know I love this movie. I know Justin's a huge fan of this movie. This could easily been on his list if I had snagged it quick. But I, <laughs> I know we're both going to talk about it a good amount too. And I, I just, I, I loved it right when it first came out. And this is the uh, 2005's Hustle and Flow. Oh okay. yeah, such a great flick, man. Yeah, fucking uh, Terrence Howard. Won an Oscar. Yep, won an Oscar. Best song. Yeah. Yep, and a great song, Three, too, six, man. Three, six, Mafia. God, <laughs> I, I, I rewatched this uh, the, the other day, and my wife was in the room, and I, I that was planned, because uh, I know what movies to put on when Is she's in the room. you do that isn't planned? Well, <laughs> when you're anything like me, you don't do a whole lot. No, that's plan. true, but <laughs> especially with movies, when I know I've got to watch five movies in the week, and I know my wife will be in the uh, the room, I will put on the movie, because at one point, she's like, what is this? And I can always tell how quick she asks the question of, how what is this movie? Yeah. What's the name of this movie? Yeah. Uh, when she says that, I'm like, I got her. Yeah. <laughs> and when I got good, good music on, specifically, and this is she's like this is some great music in this movie i said you damn right it is yeah and it, it's really the tale of like 
a guy that on the surface you probably would not like. You shouldn't like. You know, he's a pimp, and he's but he's. And uh, the girl in this movie is so great, man. She's from uh, most people know her from Orange Is the New Black. Yeah, Taren, and she, she uh, uh, yeah, what's her Taren name? Taryn Manning. Taryn Manning. She plays that Bible thumper, scumbag, nasty looking, two tooth woman from uh, from Orange Is the New Black that everyone hates, but it ends up becoming a likable character in the later seasons yeah. and everything. But in that first season, you just despised oh, her yeah. in that movie. I and that dead. show, man. Yeah, I mean, you just want to hit her. And uh, first thing I ever saw on was Hustle and Flow, and she yeah. she was cute and so like you had a you had such a kind of liking for every character in this movie. You know, uh, Tasha P Henson, who became famous with Terrence Howard in the Empire Show. Yeah. It's weird that they went on to do that Empire Show together yeah. as like husband and wife because this is kind of their starting point. You know, no one had known Terrence Howard. I'm, I'm sure he did small little things before this, but this certainly put both of them on the map. Oh yeah, I, uh, I knew Terrence Howard. I, I almost I choke up every time that he brings. Uh, Tasha P. Henson in there to record the hook yeah. and she hears herself on yeah. the camera and she covers her mouth yeah. and like chokes me up every time because yeah. she's like holy crap I have like uh, this is something I never thought I would do and that that horrible one from uh I kind of is she the same girl from Friday that is like who the fuck is that bitch? I kind of uh, think that's her. You look like Freddie Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that girl. Oh, God. <laughs> she's that uh I think she's the top right there, isn't she? No, that's that DJ oh, Quills. That DJ there, right? That DJ Quills. Next to Anthony Anderson. You know who Jim Jeffries is? Yeah, he has that legit show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stand up. But that's DJ Quills played the DJ Quills. He played the lead role in that in that movie. Yeah, and he was trying to explain who DJ Quills is. He's like, he plays Shelby from Hustle and Flow, and he also plays the white guy from Hustle and Flow. I remember from Road Trip. Road Trip. Oh yeah, was always great. He just came out on stage. Uh, as gay like three weeks ago i saw his twitter account he was like he was like a lot of you might have known it already but it's official i came out on stage and i feel so relieved and everything and then he got so much love from it and everything i always loved dj qualls he's that guy that you immediately recognize because he's like he's like 90 pounds soaking wet yeah and he's so great in this i remember i love the scene where he shows up uh getting ahead of ourselves so he's uh so uh you got terrence howard who's this kind of uh He's a pimp, and it's he's hard pimp, out he, here and for it's, a pimp. it's hard out there for a pimp, you know. And he's he's pimping out uh, Tara Manning, and uh, neither of them want to be in this life, you know. They want something better of them for themselves, and uh, he's seeing uh, Ludacris, who's playing that uh, what is Slimmy Slim Black or Black Slim or uh, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. And uh, Jimmy John, he, he, Skinny Black, Skinny Black. So he yeah. Skinny Black, somebody that come from the same area of uh, and he knows him. of Tennessee that he's yeah, and he knows him yeah. uh, sort of, you know. He's but he makes he's coming across from he makes it like he knows yeah 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 he kind of sells that to anthony anderson yeah and he's like i want to do this i want to kind of uh i want to spit my rhymes into that can that guy will pay you money (laughs) to speak into that can uh so he starts very low level he gets anthony anderson who's just working at his church doing stuff and he uh you get to see them almost garage style you know remember how he's 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 uh, stapling those kind of uh, soda yeah. things all over the wall and Absolutely. everything, and he ends up buying that one keyboard from that little crackhead. And I love when uh, DJ Qual shows up at the house, and they were like, "There's some guy here," and he says, "We'll take him in the back." I don't think he's here for any of the, yeah. for, for any weed, man. Yeah. And he shows up, and it's some weird white boy. Who's this white boy? <laughs> yeah. He's I like, mean, "Oh, you are doing that at a grassroots level." I bought my first four track in yep. Port Charlotte yep. and had the drum machine. Yeah. You you're on this journey now. Yeah, it's fun, man, to start with nothing and then just and have an idea and then 
put it on. And out we there. did that for yeah. movies for yeah. years and years yeah. and years, where we had crappy ass cameras. We were using our friends as actors. Home Depot lights. Until <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously, Home, yeah. Home, yeah. Home Depot yeah. lights. Yeah. Clip on those. Clip on those. Still some of the best lights. I'll argue. And <laughs> we, some we never on made. Them. Yeah. yeah, we never made money out of it, but we never. We, we always <laughs> oh, had so much. Uh, <laughs> I thought. That, yeah, I thought we that was never made money out of any of these movies. Yeah, because I have to say that for legal reasons. I've never made money out of any of these movies. So never made money <laughs> but that <laughs> never took away the fun from it we we always had a lot of fun and we're still doing it and uh, yeah. striving to just it's just a fun thing to do you know and i i felt like when we were we had like uh open auditions and we had actual actors showing up that were uh that were doing our auditions yeah. for us i thought yeah. man we made it you yeah. know we, this is great they're yeah. my least favorite part of the whole entire process no not me i love well sitting of course back you're the director i love <laughs> how are you going to show your vision without but, but there's such. I pain still ass. remember. Uh, Sorry. I, I still remember at like. Um, you weren't. I, I still remember watching the uh, the auditions at your house with you, me, and Josie, and we're watching like uh, John Lundgren and Josie's like, "You got to use him, man. You got to yeah. use this guy. Yeah. This yeah. is one of those one of the you get lifetime a, uh, guys. Well, that you got to." He get brings in there. authenticity to yeah. you. Because if you have a bunch of twenty somethings running around and oh, what is he? He's yeah. the chief medical technologist. Yeah. Oh He's yeah, nineteen. Same thing <laughs> with like uh, getting Malcolm uh, uh, Sanford for when we did Silent yeah. Dove. Mm-hmm. Getting those older characters or Kevin Shell or all these great people or that the, we had. Or, I, I um, loved. Uh, what's his name that played the police chief we uh oh shamrock Shamrock. Shamrock. he's a he's a diamond in a rough man so i i love that we were able to do that type of stuff so i can relate in a way uh with the terrence howard character that he just wants to kind of he thinks you know as long as i get it out there and everything obviously he makes it a little bit more uh but you kind of feel for him man it all builds up to that meeting with Ludacris, where you know isaac hayes runs that um that bar yeah and he's like fourth of july you know like, uh, skinny year. black's gonna be here and maybe you 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 throw him your uh, audition tape maybe it'll be something that takes you and yeah. uh terrence howard's so like he's looking at nothing but optimism you know this has got to yeah. work and yeah. same with anthony anderson he's like he's like do you really know skinny black yeah. I, I i need this you know we all need yeah. this and you got a thing. better chance nowadays to be honest with you yeah with youtube it, you know you just oh, throw yeah. it on youtube like, i'm almost afraid to put my songs on there i'll sell them to people to do but i don't want to go touring again i'm i'm hoping for about five million views right yeah, now. yeah yeah <laughs> and that's cool because and we're about to do a project that we're gonna what, throw up on yeah, youtube yeah, what would have taken like, years for you to cultivate could yeah. happen in in three days dude. Yeah. yeah i mean all in all it's been about six months i mean know, look at uh look at justin well bieber uh, Justin Bieber he was is one a, of the first like he was one of the first ones. Yeah. yeah, his mom put his stuff of him singing in the living room up, yeah. and now he is who he is. Yeah. You know, now he's clinically depressed. He, and how bad did he look on Senate Lab? Lab? Did you see him oh, on Senate Lab? I didn't see him. I, 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 I he way. looks like uh, he's going to Hay from uh, Dallas from Fires Dallas Club. Club. They're they're putting oh, the split wow. screen of him next to each other. Really? He has that like douchebag mustache. Yeah, like what the hell happened to this kid? Yeah, no, I go out of my way. Still sounds good, but I go out of my way to avoid him and the Kardashians. Yeah. Them, they it's not vaporize. easy either. No, you know, it's not. Because like, they are. I everywhere. avoid them, except when I have to skip past their story on CNN yeah. because yeah. they thought it was newsworthy. There's, there's <laughs> an actual she, app that you can get for to your filter phone Kardashians that will filter out. Kardashians <laughs> out. Oh, that's hilarious. I bet that app is killing it, I, dude. I'm, I've been thinking about getting it. Uh, arguably, they're not as huge as they were. I just can't. They're like five years ago, but, huge, man. but they still are. I think yeah. the Jenner girls are more huge. The, than the Kardashians one, the I don't can't even. Kendra Baker. One of the sisters, not the main sister, I was reading because I'm doing some research with social media stuff right now, but mm. um, for one of our projects, but she gets like ninety one hundred dollars a tweet 
just wow. the sister that doesn't do much. You sure it's the Kardashian or not the Jenner? Even no, it's one of the Kardashians. The other ones get triple figures yeah, for tweets. Yeah, because but I even know the Kylie one that Jenner's does nothing gets a thousand, like $10,000 for one tweet. Yeah. It's crazy. The one, that almost, took, the one that almost took down Whoa. Instagram. Uh, remember, she made one like derogatory thing oh, about yeah, Instagram, yeah, and they lost stock. like five percent of their stock that yeah. day. Which, Damn. which they, it turned out that it was like uh, what, like fifteen million dollars or yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. that they lost. And then she had to come back and say, "I still love you, Instagram," or something yeah. like that. But the damage was done, oh, man. Yeah. You, you have that type of power; it's, it's dangerous, man. Well, that's she's going to be the youngest female billionaire. Yeah, right? one of the sisters. Yeah, remember, they started the Kickstarter program because she was just out of range of a that's, billionaire. And that's sick, man. It's you better really donate that to starving puppies because if you don't, yeah. I'm, if I mean, somebody. If you buy, have that much power, you better be doing some. It's good like for that. Your shit. A, it's like that asshole in Miami that bought that banana. Someone super glued the banana to the wall oh, yeah, and yeah, charged yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. fifteen million dollars. No, million dollars. Yeah. Oh. Or, or even worse is the asshole guy that owns Shrip. that pharmaceutical company that, oh, that raised the price the of the AIDS oh, medication. Yeah, and stuff. he's in jail. But he deserves. He bought the Wu Tang Gang and then didn't share it with anybody. Yep. There's a whole entire Wu Tang album out there that no, nobody's oh, ever so heard. Ridiculous. That make, paid, how does that he make he you feel? Like, oh no, he paid two million dollars for it. Uh, how, how do they feel about that? I'm wondering. They, they wanted the money. Yeah, they, they wanted two million dollars. That's what they did it for. So we'll they, give you another album. Don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They haven't. But. God. Yeah. So this the hustle and flow is such a fabulous movie. It all comes down to that great scene at the bar, and you just want him to like, uh, yeah. just don't do it, don't yeah. do it, Terrence. Uh, and then it it turns out good. It's got a great ending and everything. And yeah, this was the director of Black Snake Moen. This was his first movie where he got big, and I think it's second flick was back uh, uh black snake moment so i'm, I'm always interested in what big. he's gonna have what's that i'm sure mine didn't get as big as this. no i think hustle and flow <laughs> is definitely his biggest movie but not to say that he won't have another movie that's gonna come out that's gonna be just as great so yeah so that's uh 2000s drama man yeah that was a good it's good definitely category, a good man. category i could <laughs> we definitely could really... do a second one of these oh yeah Easy. but but we will do 2009 when to we're looking 20... for stuff <laughs> But we guys, 45 minutes from now. Yeah. <laughs> well, the decade, the next decade is uh, is available now. You know, we're out of that decade. We're yeah. out of the 2009 the, to uh, 2010 to 2009. So the teens, that'll be the, the next teens? one. The teens. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, because we're in the 20s years? now. Uh, yeah. At least it's easier to remember. It's still crazy. Yeah, it is. Where those I thought we were going to have those jet packs by now. Jesus. I know, right? I should be able to beam mm. myself home. Instead, I got to drive 40 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think next next week, well, I know for sure, next week we're going to do our character actresses. The uh, character actor uh, one was uh, super fun, yeah. a lot of fun just to be able to, to race through those movies and uh, talk about whatever one's on our mind when we see that list. And then after that, we're going to do a, a black and white kind of movie where we're going to teach some, teach Justin some stuff about the <laughs> black and uh, white films. Some really great classics, man, that have been remade before, uh, uh, and a lot of the movies – Justin will have known the remakes, but not the originals, oh, cool. you know, so it'll be a lot of those uh, type flicks on there. I'm always fascinated with, because a lot of the ones that are at the top, of their, they hold their... Oh, yeah. They hold value. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They're always on the top of the AFI list. They're always a great example of... Uh, it, it's not easy, and Dave knows this uh, more than most, and when you're talking about lighting. you Ooh, know, God. It's a whole different uh, jam. That's why people are... Every once in a while, you'll see people come out and do black and white films. And people nowadays think that you can just kind of put it through that program and turn it black no. and white like right. Logan. And It's not that easy, man. I mean, you have to specifically have a cinematographer you're that's used good to at col- doing that type of stuff. You're used to color temperature, whereas you know, the... the the blues are the cool yeah. colors, and the oranges are the warmer. You just kind of work in that spectrum. Black and white, it's, it's just an hard, art to it's it, man. Trying to soften the harsh, 
and pump up the the tone to it. It's yeah, really difficult. It, it's, mm. It is difficult, man. And the, the movies we're going to be talking about are really fantastic flicks that they don't get enough uh, notice. And a lot of times for the younger viewers, you have to remake them. That's why I can never totally shit on remakes because without those remakes, that story is never going to be told. It's never going to be seen. A lot of people avoid those movies like The Plague, which they really shouldn't. I mean, that's not to say that every black and white movie is great, but there are some out there that should man, not be avoided. There. Yeah, Man of Wonder there was a great black and white film. Uh, probably thing. made me love them more. Yeah, the Coen brothers. Yeah, and, and the great Roger Dietrichs, who is De- who Deacon. is the type Deacon. of guy uh, Deacon Roger Deakins, who just won the Academy Award for 1917. You need that type of next level guy to be able to do that type yeah. of stuff. He's lo- always looking for a challenge. I think. Yeah, and that's what I it is. That, that's, literally, and it's like that's why he must have been on board with that 1917 from the, from the get-go. He's like, like, you want to make what this now? look like one shot? I'm in. I'm in. And I'm your Huckleberry. Yeah, you got to challenge that guy. So yeah, we're gonna do that, and then we've got some uh, some uh, a great director pod coming up where I think we're gonna do some. Uh, well, I know we're gonna do it. I- I'll tease it we, right now. Yeah. Uh, I'll tease. We're gonna do. He some- knows more than he lets. <laughs> I'm thinking we uh, might be doing this. We might be doing some Robert Zemeckis coming up, which I'm super excited to do a Robert Zemeckis pod. He's got some uh, fantastic flicks that we're gonna be childhood talking about ones now. Too, right? Some childhood ones, the Back to the Future films, uh, Romancing the Stone, but never some, heard of them. Some okay. uh, some latter ones like The Walk and uh, um, Castaway. And uh, flight. Zemeckis has a great look to him. You can almost tell a Zemeckis film when I watch it. You can certainly tell by watching the actors. He is one of those directors that loves to redo. I went and watched one of his early, early movies, uh, Used Cars, and it was great. I was like, I was like Marty McFly's brothers in this movie. Marty McFly's sisters in this movie. Huh. I was like this movie from Fl- this actor from Flight was in this movie. This actor, the guy from uh, uh, Romancing the Stone, the real jo- the um, the real John Wilder. Yeah. <laughs> this movie. I'm like he just uses all these great actors. I love directors that do that, man. Giving these uh, great actors work. Uh, for years, <laughs> they love so. it too. Yeah, I'm sure they love it. Man. Those residual checks keep coming. Plus, in the mail. if you've worked with the dude before, you know he, what to you know expect. What to expect. Yeah. Yeah, okay, he wants me on the set early. Yeah. Or he, he, this is or he's not going to flip like, out, you know, yeah. or he gives me that liberty to kind of uh, David to do Russell, his own lines. never heard of him. Sure, I'll do it. <laughs> he, he keeps getting people coming out, man. I just saw this. Because he makes great movies. Uh, someone movies just signed great. on to him. He's got a new movie coming out, and they just have two major stars sign on for it, and I can't remember who it was. I think Joaquin might have been one of them. Uh, I mean, Joaquin can handle that. No, he can, yeah, he, he can do, he, he as almost, long as people let him do his thing. You almost have to realize, just as much as Daniel Day-Lewis gets into character, yeah. some of those directors, they're yeah. in a character, they're doing a oh, character yeah. right now. Wa- Joaquin think. is in that level of those yeah. two actors. So if you can understand, that, listen, I'm only yelling at you, not because I don't respect you, but yeah. watching him go off on Lily Tomlin... Oh, it was a hard. It's hard to watch. Man. It's hard to watch. That's why we will not be doing a David or Russell pod. Not to take anything from some of those movies. We'll talk about he did. some of his movies. Some of those we'll movies he did were, were great. For, <laughs> but uh, to receive the honor. But yeah, which I'm is not. I'm not giving him fascinated with films. Yeah, director pod. <laughs> you're a dick. You're a dick. Sorry. But. <laughs> But yeah, if you want to uh, leave us a like or a comment, you can check us out on iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also look at our Facebook page. We list all our upcoming pictures for the this week's pods. And if you want to shoot us an email, you can uh, shoot us at uh, fascinatedwithfilms at gmail.com. Dot com. Dot com. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so until character actors next crazy. week. <laughs> you guys are crazy. You're crazy. Yeah, I like you. <laughs> all right. See ya. Peace. Bye. I drink your milkshake.